Dominic Lawton can be wild. Welcome to the Bad Movie Cult. Hello everybody and welcome back to the Bad Movie Cult podcast. My name is Dominic Lawton and I am joined as always by my Bad Movie Cult Sherpa, Ken B. Wild. Arigato. <laughs> Play ball. <laughs> yes, and very, very relevant to this uh, this week's film. Yeah, this week we're going back old. We're not doing all these fancy Dan Total Recalls, Arnold Schwarzenegger films that get us nothing but trouble and ridicule in the community. <laughs> we're going back to our roots with a proper bad film from the eighties. It's a bit harsh, to be honest. It is, of course. The 1985 Sam Furstenberg film, American Ninja. Yeah. For 2,000 years, the sacred art of the ninja has been guarded in the East. Remember the day I found you. Now, it has come to the West. Remember what is hidden deep in your mind. He is the only soldier Date of birth unknown. The only American. Who is he? Who is capable of defeating the secret Black Star Army. The mission to hijack a U.S. military arsenal. Your destiny, my son, awaits you. The adventure. The confrontation. The code. I will honor the code, Father. The invasion. The final hour. The deadliest art of the Orient is now in the hands of an American. American Ninja. Okay, this is starring Michael Dudikoff. The dude. Is this his first time on the podcast? Uh, it is, yes. Bloody hell. Welcome, Michael. Long yeah. time coming. Good to have you. Got some taglines for you, Ken. Oh, yes, please. Yeah. Oh, wait. Should I give you a plot first? I'll give you a plot. Go on. American soldier, obviously very skilled in martial arts, single-handedly takes on mercenaries in the Philippines. Fair enough. Some taglines. Yeah. Is it? He's not actually single-handed. Is that what he says? <laughs> yeah. They say he's got like the whole it's... the whole might of the US Army behind him. Does he mention that or not? No. Single handedly. Single handedly. Fucking hell, Steve James ain't gonna be happy. Also like the obviously very skilled in martial arts. Obviously. I thought you just added the word obviously. I thought, no, it, was, I thought it was sarcasm. <laughs> okay, so the first tagline, Ken. Yes. The Orient created the world's deadliest art. Now there's an American master. Yeah. Not happy with that? Nah, it's boring. The deadliest art of the Orient is now in the hands of an American. (laughs) Pretty much the same words, just in a different order. (laughs) There we go, that's you too. Is that it? That's it. Bloody hell. I know I usually don't enjoy those, but I'm crying out for better ones than that. Yeah, have you got a better one off the top of your head? Um... 
No. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> let's let's crack into it then. <laughs> with with no further ado. Yeah, why not? Then go for it. God, we're firing all cylinders, aren't we, with this one? Oh man, it's non-stop, isn't it? Straight off. So we start in Fort Sonora. Got some soldiers, they're playing keepy uppy. Or like little or hacky sack or some shit. Hacky sack. Play. Hacky sack. It was from uh, California Games. I remember that. Yeah, I yeah. was literally thinking that as I watched it. Yeah, I used to. I used to have a hacky sack. That's what they say. Yeah, they used to call me him. Right in the hacky sack. Yeah, sand sack. They used to call me. <laughs> There's a soldier. He's flaunting. He's like got his knife, hasn't he? He's like flaunting his knife about the place. He's a bloody butterfly knife, hasn't he? You know, um, I, I watched this on Freevee, which uh, it is available, by the way, uh, for the UK. I'm pretty sure anyone in America can find it anywhere. Everything with America, it's got to be free for view. Um, <laughs> and uh, you know, it gives like just a just a little heads up of what it's like. And the two words mm. to describe this film were gritty and serious. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> just That's exactly all. how I'd describe it. <laughs> Might as well say realistic. <laughs> yeah. Is that because like, serious? Is that is that because they're on lots of like dirt, like dirt mounds and stuff? Is that why? <laughs> yeah, and Dudikoff's got no facial expressions throughout the entire <laughs> I <love> film. <laughs> I was like, Michael Dudikoff's a fucking cyborg, isn't he? That's what I was thinking <laughs> for a lot of it. Well, <laughs> I think um, David Bradley who, who joins in in part three, I think. He yeah. was in uh, he was in the cyborg films as well. I think D- Dudikoff's supposed to be sort of the strong silent type in this, but it looks honestly like he slipped into a coma at, at certain points rather than brooding. He's not, he's not overly charismatic, is he? <laughs> and if you're going to go for the brooding silent type, you've got to at least have something about you, not just have people just get bored and walk off. <laughs> yeah, not just have a blank expression on your face the whole way through. He goes full on James Dean, though, isn't he, in this? Mm, that, that's yeah. that's the look he's going for. I think so, especially when he's on the bike. But yeah, anyway, he's, he's going full full smouldering look. He says, "Hey, I'm great at that game." It's, it's, is it Charlie? This guy? It's this Charlie. Guy. Yeah, who uh, I I've likened him to Proctor from the Police Academy films. He is. Yeah, <laughs> that's uh, that's who I've put him as. He's like the comedy idiot, isn't he? Who's uh, he just is. in it just to irritate everybody. He kicks the a lot ball of near our... a lot of hair as well. He does have a lot of hair. He kicks the ball near the our hero's head, and he's got his knife flicking his knife about. Yeah, he doesn't notice, or he's just too cool to react. I I don't think he noticed. Yeah, he was just staring at him and forgot to do anything. Yeah, they ask for the 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 ball back, but he just stands there staring at him. Yeah, <laughs> doesn't say anything, doesn't do anything. <laughs> that is very unlikable, to be honest, to begin with. If you're unaware of who Michael Dudikoff is and you're just watching this for the first time, you're like, that's not the hero, is it? That guy, surely. <laughs> it can't be this Proctor reject either, so I wonder who the hero is. Anyway, the colonel sh- shows up. Charlie runs back to the car. And then we hear, I'll have the house ready in three weeks, Dad. I love you. It's the colonel and his daughter. Yeah, of course it is. Daughter's called Patricia. She's going back She's to the annoying. airport. She's going back to the airport. Colonel tells the sergeant how important his daughter is to him. I'm sure after that, nothing bad will happen to her at all. No, that, that's what happens. So you, you just have to reiterate. It's a good job he did tell him, because uh, otherwise everyone would naturally assume that he hates his daughter and wants her dead. But um, not not this time, no. 
He loves her more than anything. And uh, nothing he won't do to save her from any misfortune. Yeah, exactly. Like I'm, I'm sure the sergeant was just like, oh, fucking hell. You actually love her. You don't nothing bad to happen to her. That's an unusual oh, right. thing to just say, tell I'm me gonna, now. I was going to drive off a dirt road and just stab her to death and come back. <laughs> so I won't do that. Sorry about that. So he became a colonel, you see, making his orders explicit like that. Charlie helps her into the car. Then he gives a look to one of the truck drivers who gives a, a whistle for some reason. And then the look at Dudikoff, who just still stood there, just not really knowing what's happening. Yeah, does not compute. Yeah, he's <laughs> he gets himself in another truck and they all move out. Big convoy. Yeah. And we get the titles. Absolute non breakneck pace to start us off. <laughs> <laughs> the theme tune. Yeah. Uh, American Ninja, <laughs> stay away from me. Yeah, it really should have had that. That would have been fantastic. American Guess who sang Ninja. that? Guess who? Oh, I don't know. You. I keep telling then. you. I keep telling you. Who? There's one, one for the fans of 70s rock music. There you go. It was American Woman by the Guess Who. Oh. Very good. It was an, an hilarious joke. Very good. I liked it a lot. Yeah, I can tell. So, so- I can tell. I tell you, you're <laughs> laughing like Dudikoff. You couldn't control yourself with that. That's so, <laughs> so how like much Dudikoff. reaction I got. Laughing like Dudikoff. <laughs> That's a better way to put us down in, in a review, isn't it? <laughs> Just say that. Add me laughing like Dudikoff. <laughs> Yeah, that's how people do listen to us. Just staring blank faced at nothing. <laughs> Wondering uh, what's happening and why, can, why it's even going on. <laughs> I can only hope. So, so far, we've watched some twats play hacky sack. And that's it. That's the beginning. And then title cards. <laughs> yeah. And some guy just stared blankly into the abyss. And <laughs> someone's daughter yeah. saying bye. It's it's that it's that kind of uh, high impact start that grasps you right from the beginning by the bloody lapels, grabs yeah. you and shakes you and says, "This is a film about ninjas, right?" Yeah. Well, watch these yet. idiots. Watch these idiots yeah. play fucking ball. <laughs> Keepy uppy hacky sacky. Uh, they've got to pull over anyway because there's an ambush. Yep, there's a sign that says, "Please pull over for the ambush." So uh, they go, "Oh, okay, better pull over." You know, because they're army, they always uh, respond to orders. <laughs> no matter yep. who gives them. Please, please wait here for ambush to begin. Yeah, that's true. If you ever see a guy like an army guy out in his fatigues, you can just order him to do whatever you want, and he has to obey you. Yeah, you shout "drop" and give me twenty, and then just walk off while he's doing it. Yeah, he'll do drop it. Drop and give me twenty. <laughs> he'll do it. I'm telling you, he will. They do. I yeah. did it. I did it today where the people were collecting for the poppies. The he's old veterans. 98 years old, yeah. He <laughs> still, he still takes the orders. <laughs> I punched him in the stomach. <laughs> and he fell out of his uh, wheelchair. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. At <laughs> ease, soldier. That's what I said to him. Ruffled his hair. Anyway, it's the resistance. It's the gorillas. <laughs> not, not actual gorillas. Gorillas. Yeah. That'd be good, wouldn't it? American gorilla. <laughs> Just gorillas with machine guns out of the jungle. I'm sure it's in cartoons. Yeah, they've got guns and uh, they pull them over. The sergeant says, let them take what they want. There's nothing worth dying for. I think it's like, that's a, a good attitude to have as an army sergeant, isn't it? Yeah, well, 
Told you. Taking orders. Uh, the daughter asks Charlie to step on it, get them the hell out of there, but he doesn't know whether to shit or wind his watch. <laughs> yeah, so he does both. <laughs> yeah. Ends up, uh, gets pulled out of the car, gets his head smashed through the driver's side window. <laughs> Thankfully, he's got like a helmet made of his own hair, so it doesn't hurt him in the slightest. It's a lot Dog. of hair. It's a lot of hair. It's, very, it's of like hair. a bouffant, isn't it? Yeah. Looks like Blanche from uh, Golden Girls. <laughs> I think that's the, the look. That's, it's the Blanche, <laughs> that's isn't it? That's what he's gone for. The, huh? That's what he's asked for. <laughs> <laughs> the daughter gets out asking who the hell they think they are and gets backhanded for her trouble. Yeah, do you know, it's bloody women, right? <laughs> women in these kind of films. <laughs> <laughs> fucking wind me up. It's a fucking armed ambush. <laughs> your driver's just had his face smashed through glass. <laughs> You're getting out and having a go at him. What a fucking idiot. <laughs> that sort of shit winds me up every time. And it's always a woman doing it, thinking, thinking, well, I'll get away with it because I'm a woman. You know? And then, no, it doesn't help. So she gets smacked across the face, quite right, too. The soldiers are surrendering to these people. A man's just <laughs> been fucking, not fucking beaten, about. Beaten yeah, they're to not death. messing about, are they, these blokes? Fucking hell. They've got like, machine guns firing into the air. Fucking bitch, man. <laughs> you know what? I, I remember being in, this was a few years ago with my ex. I remember being in like a takeaway at the end of the night, you know, 3 a.m. job, one of them. And uh, just being really mouthy with her mates and uh, a couple of her mates she was with. And then some guy tells her, shut the fuck up, because she was being annoying, which she was, in fairness to him. (laughs) And then this guy that told her to shut the fuck up was with about 15 friends. I'm just there with her and her two girl mates. And then she's like, looks at me as if she wants me to just have a fight with 15 men. I'm like, what in the world? <laughs> it's like, in, at this point, we just leave. We don't fucking start fights with 15 people. Well, not fool you. Fucking women, eh? It's clear that you're, uh, your father's not a colonel of the US Army. Yeah. Yeah. Once, um, when I'd, I'd been on a night out uh, with uh, my, my partner at the time, and she'd had a few drinks, and uh, she tried to get in someone else's taxi. And the bloke uh, said, well, that's my taxi. And uh, she she started having to go at him. And uh, I, I had to pull her away. And uh, I said, sorry about that, mate. And I said, I'll give her a good kicking when I get home. <laughs> and, uh, and that diffused the situation because he laughed his head off. He said, oh, nice one. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> Got in his taxi and left. <laughs> So, you know. Ken using comedy really? there to unite everyone. <laughs> yeah, and then I did. I smashed the bloody shit out of her and got back home. Oh, <laughs> happy memories. Oh, great days. Anyway, yeah, the daughter gets backhanded, and that's enough to incite Cyborg Dudikoff into action. Yes, it initiates, uh, initiates defense protocol. Yep. Daughter tries to escape, ends up rolling the car into a ditch. Yeah, that is shit, isn't it? She she gets in the car, yeah, so she gets in, she drives off, even though everyone else is still just, like, hands up, no one's doing anything. <laughs> and then she just drives and, like, flips the car over within, like, the 20 metres of where she was. Well done. She's yeah. a real heroine, isn't she, this one? Yeah, she's done everything right so far. Yeah. Uh, she just irritated me all the way through this. 
Uh, a fight breaks out. Anyway, you get some special kicks from our hero. He <laughs> do indeed. He uses like mechanics tools, doesn't he? He uses like wrenches and he's throwing tire irons at people. Yeah, ends up with a forward roll and a screwdriver throw to the chest, crowbar to the throat, tire iron throw to the face. All the, all of the uh, the usual weapons. But hang on a minute. And then what's that in the bushes? Yeah. What the hell is that up on the hilltop? It's a fucking ninja. A ninja. <laughs> I've put a fucking ninja as well. Yeah, it is. It's incredible. It's not what you expect at all. In the middle of the Philippines. <laughs> I also didn't expect a palm tree to fall on the car, but there we go. <laughs> the truck ends up driving off. A necessary dive from our hero who ends up jumping on the back of the uh, the second truck. I like that. He just rolls for no reason. He dives to the ground and then gets up and goes back the way he was coming. Yeah, that's what I mean. So what the yeah, he, he, he literally just runs towards the camera and dives onto the floor and then gets up, turns around and runs back. Yeah. No Roly need for po- that dive at all. Not, not a need in the world for that. Roly-poly onto the roof, swinging a chain, standing on the top there. Yeah, looking looking pretty cool, to be honest. But uh, yeah. again, unlikely. Probably slip or something like that. Yeah, I mean, just fall off the bat, wouldn't he, to be honest? Yeah, I, like, um, I like the fact that uh, this ninja who's stood up on, on a tree, uh, he, he gives a connection, like, and people slide down trees. They slide down the trees. I did ninjas that. I, up trees. Yeah, I've, I've made that's my first laugh out loud moment was seeing the ninjas using a palm tree as a fireman's pole and just yeah. sliding down <laughs> just, it. Just sliding down of a tree, for God's sake. Yeah, <laughs> and they do it synchronized as well. There's two of them. Yeah, there is, yeah. yeah he attaches like the chain the... that he's swinging to the steering wheel, jumps off, truck ends up tipping onto its side and blowing up. Yeah, classic explosion. Mm. There's a lot of crazy explosions like that in this film. One of them, he gets uh, out of a tree, doesn't he? Mm. And he gets shot because uh, I think other people are joining in again now. They're remembering yeah. that they've actually got fully automatic weapons and they're the army, so uh, they can actually fight back. Um, <laughs> yeah. Imagine being that one ninja who just turns up and instantly gets shot out the palm tree. He shouldn't have even been in the tree in the first place. <laughs> he's not got anything with him. He's just up a tree. And he's like, I haven't got any weapons. I don't know why I'm here. We've got rifles, we've got nothing. We've got nunchucks. <laughs> we've got blow darts. <laughs> Against the fucking semi-automatic machine gun. <laughs> a distance of 30 feet. <laughs> that's what, that's what impressive like, blow, isn't it, that? <laughs> just trying to... Just getting your blow dart ready in your fucking reed. <laughs> just getting fucking mown down. <laughs> really? That's what he says as he falls out the tree. <laughs> just got this thought of just you dressed as a ninja getting your blow dart <laughs> out, you, out the band of your fucking ninja outfit, just looking up and getting moaned out. <laughs> getting shot in the face. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Did you see that guy that's like, they use like reverse footage? Like Which they, one? The, the guy jumping on and off the truck. They've oh, just no. reversed the footage, so he jumps back up. <laughs> Are you sure? Because he's a ninja. He's probably just skilled at jumping. Oh, yeah, that's probably it. That's what they do. They jump back up things. Once they've jumped down, they jump back up. Arrows. Someone gets an arrow to the back. Yes, yeah, they've got arrows as well. Those who didn't get the blow dart uh, allocation, they've got arrows. Tell you what, ninjas would be fucking lethal if they all had machine guns as well. I know, right? 
I mean, they've got the skills, yeah. They've got all the stealth. Then all they need is machine guns for this kind of uh, encounter. Mm. They'd be unstoppable. It, well, I mean, the, the element of surprise is out the window when you bring a machine gun into it. but Only if you fire it. Yeah, they just never use I mean, them. But you don't start one. it. I mean, they, no, they don't start it, do they? They can do all their stealth, but when they need to, yeah. machine gun. Yeah, it's in the middle of the day, to be honest. It's fucking pointless having a blow dart when you're against they've got the everything army. Else. Yeah, they've got everything else, haven't they? I mean, they've got every other weapon they can carry, and more so. Smoky more, ball. More besides. You ain't carrying all that weaponry with you. But you we can carry a well. machine gun. It does the job of about eight of those weapons. Yeah. Uh, one guy, he's a... Oh, my, my note is soldiers killed by ninjas with chains and shit. Yes. Yeah. There's one one ninja, I believe, uh, gets gets shot, and uh, I think it's the one out of the tree. And as he falls, he gives us a ah, <laughs> <laughs> which I really enjoyed. <laughs> I do. I always thought about these ninjas. Like, what do they do when they're not ninjaing? I mean, they always keep the uniform on, don't they? That's the rules. Like, but yeah, you what, see them on the they, beach. Do they talk? Like, yeah, do they chat? No. I don't think they do, do they? they lose no. all mystique. Yeah, just seeing yeah. a ninja on the beach just with the, the head wrap still on, but his Bermuda shorts. <laughs> yeah, with ninja written on them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, one guy bring, bringing back the daughter is attacked by uh, Dudikoff, ends up falling onto a pickaxe and dying. Nice death. Well, it would be if you saw it, obviously. It's very, very low ratings on the uh, violence for this film. Yeah. Not sure why. It was like an 18, this. This was Certificate was 18 in the UK, yeah. Jesus, nothing happens. I know, yeah. There was a lot that was cut because obviously they use uh, like shuriken and nunchucks, which were banned. So I don't know whether that was something to do with it. Is that why they're Ninja Turtles? Something, something, something was going on with them, wasn't it? Cause, yeah, because they the weren't allowed to be called Ninja. They yeah. had to be called Hero Turtles. When they made the cartoon, they changed it to Hero Turtles. Hmm. Teenage Mutant Hero Turtles. Heroes in a half shell. Turtle power. Ninjas fire an arrow at the daughter, but Dudikoff stops the arrow using the handle of a shovel. He does. He's probably three of them. He twats two of them away, like he was swatting flies. And then the third one, he just looks like he's actually swung it and smacked her in the face with the handle. But um, what he's actually done is uh, he's just stopped the third arrow which I thought would have been good if he'd have done both, really. Smacked her in the face with the shovel, but also stopped her from being killed. It would have put, sh- put the handle in front to block the, the arrow. The arrow hits the handle, and the handle goes flying back and smashes her in the face. That would have been funny. <laughs> or it goes through the uh, triangular <laughs> hole in the handle, <laughs> <laughs> which he forgot was there. Oh. Yeah, making it uh, a much better shot than we all thought. And it's bloody uh, Kevin Costner as Black Star Ninja, of all things. Yeah, he's got, a little, <laughs> he's got a little Black Star just painted on his face, hasn't he? I believe it's supposed to be a tattoo. I don't think he's just drawing it on every day. Oh, it looks like he's drawing it on every day. It's a bit noticeable, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. So it's it like if you stealthy, weren't, yeah, so if you, if you weren't in full ninja outfit and you're on your day off, you know, you just went to the shop. Yeah, you got bloody Black Star, Black Star Ninja look on his day off. That's what people would be saying. Exactly. The only thing we can see of him, and he's tattooed, tattooed it, so we know it's <laughs> yeah, it. And it's and it's a hundred percent obvious. <laughs> you might as well not wear the mask, to be honest. 
To be, well, to be fair, he does wear it under his nose as well. He's pretty shit when it comes to covering up. Yeah. Also, we we do find. I, I mean, spoiler alert for anyone that's not watched this, but we're going to give it away anyway, I suppose. So you know, what the fuck do you want from us? It's but, bloody nineteen eighty five. This film. I don't think we need spoilers. But I thought, like, obviously, some of the army men are in on this. So why is the daughter part of the? entourage when they know it's going to get pulled over. Don't know. I thought that she was the one they were after. That's what I thought as well, but clearly not. Because, and also, like one of the ninjas is going to shoot her in the fucking face. But surely the dad's in on it. So why would he want that? Well, I I don't know. I don't know. And um, I I think uh, I think you have spoiled the film for a lot of people. Very early on there, very early indeed. I don't know, I'm just thinking about it now after watching, re-watching it. I was like, hang on a minute. Well, I, I suggest you wait until uh, you bring all this up at the end where we discuss our thoughts. Okay, fair enough. The, the head ninja... I'm, sh- I'm more interested in Black Star Ninja demanding to know who he is than yeah. saying the words, he possess great skills. That's what I've written it verbatim, he possess great skills. Yeah. The Sarge says, I don't know, he's a new recruit. I don't even know his name. Motherfucker. Yeah, they run off into the woods anyway, Dudikoff and the daughter. Yeah, he's got his name written on his fucking clothes. So, you know, there's no excuse there, Sarge. (laughs) The Sarge as well, he's wearing that little uh, ice cream vendor's hat, isn't he? He is, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, he looks fucking stupid. And he also, he, he looks like he could be selling ice cream. I'd buy ice cream from him. I would if he was offering. He's like a big old, like uh, jolly Italian man, isn't he? Yeah, Mario. Except, except he's not obviously a jolly. He's uh, an angry, angry sergeant. But yeah, if he was selling ice cream, he'd look very jolly in that little hat. If you don't mind me saying, Sarge, you look more like a jolly fat Italian man selling ice creams, <laughs> <laughs> ice cream vendor. And he says, "Mamma mia, <laughs> what are you talking about?" That's what he says. Obviously, he's given carte blanche. <laughs> to Charlie, who's put it on his head. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there we go. Uh, meanwhile, Dudikoff covers the daughter's mouth as they hide. The ninjas fuck off past them. It's a classic, isn't it? That hiding and they walk right next to you. Also stopping, but more than once. There's like two separate ninja walk pasts where they stop right near them and then just carry on. Yeah. I don't really like it when that happens. I can't remember which film it is, but that happens once, and there, there's someone has a piss on where they are. I can't oh, yeah. remember what the film is. It's a horror film, on it, that. <laughs> <laughs> I piss in your ditch. It was cool. <laughs> <laughs> that was it, yeah. Classic. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember what film it was. Anyway, yeah, carry on. The daughter says, who do you think I am, a jungle baby or something? I can't go as fast as you. Don't touch my shoes. I hope you're going to Italy to get me another pair of designer shoes. And he says, yes, I am. He <laughs> doesn't actually. That. He doesn't even fucking say anything. <laughs> he doesn't say anything or even look at her. <laughs> he throws her to the ground and breaks the heels off her shoes. We're quite right too, fucking running about in shitty shoes like that. I can't believe you just did that. You're crazy. Do you know that? Yeah, this is why they're hiding, of course. This is why they're hiding from ninjas. She's making the most out of just shouting at him. <laughs> she hasn't stopped shouting at him since they got into the jungle. <laughs> yeah, of course, she'd be dead if it wasn't for him, but, you know, whatever. 
cuts her dress down the middle, ties them to her legs as like some kind of shorts. Not sure why, but there we go. Uh, they jump in the water against her will and drown, I think. Yes, yes, she dies. And uh, Dudikoff just floats off because he's made of wood. <laughs> <laughs> she just yeah. fucks off. Yeah, and everyone's just like, oh, look at that. There's, there's something made of wood. <laughs> and that's it. Considering like she doesn't take a breath because it's like it's done totally off. Like Dudikoff just yeah, throws she, her she in said, the She water. says, I'm not going in there. And obviously, like, like they always do, she... like yeah. they always do, uh, he just pushes her in and jumps in as well. And then so, they yeah, just so she, she'd be surface. out of breath. Yeah, she'd be out of breath, wouldn't she? They're under the surface for ages. The ninja turn up, have a look round, and leave again. Thankfully, uh, it's a well-known fact that ninjas don't swim. Or cry. Well, no. That would be a good one, though, wouldn't it? Ninjas don't cry. That's mm. the pitch. <laughs> if ninjas can cry, why, oh, why can't I? <laughs> Heartbreaking. <laughs> If robots could cry, why, why can't I? It's the greatest name for a film we've ever come up with. Featuring the immortal question, am I money? <laughs> Is robotic Peter money? Yes, beautiful. Beautiful, beautiful times. That was um, uh, Rotor, I believe. It was. Yeah, if you're wondering what the hell we're talking about, go back and listen to our Rotor episode. Great yeah. film. Yeah, great and film. Lots of fun. Lots of fun. Great film pitch, and uh, Brian May gives us a song at the end as well. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, well worth it. Well worth your time. We'll wait. Go on. Yeah. Meet you back here after you listen to Rotor. <laughs> it's a good couple of hours because we don't know how to fucking ramble on. It's alive. It's alive. It's alive. Welcome back. Uh, anyway, where were we? Oh, yeah. We see some Hope guys drive. Rotor. We see some guys driving off with the trucks uh, and then back to the water again. <laughs> the daughter's giving our hero shit again, asking if he has a comb. And he, yeah. and then Dudikoff says, are you he okay? He speaks. He yeah. speaks. Ladies and gentlemen out there, Dudikoff speaks. 15 minutes into the film, we get our first words from him. And he kind of whispers them as well. You can't even really hear him. He's just like, what? It'd be good if she'd said that. Sorry, what? He's like, I forget it. <laughs> She's just like, shut up. <laughs> don't you ever shut up <laughs> yeah. Yeah, cut to them drying their clothes as she tells him if her father saw them like this he would kill him Yeah, she doesn't even does. know his name and he says just call me Joe the colonel's going to be worried about you so let's get dressed and get you back to him cut to the colonel asking for every inch of the jungle searched he gives the sergeant the rollicking of his life and the sergeant blames Joe for the daughter being missing says it wouldn't yep. have happened if he hadn't have started acting like John Wayne out there yeah, topical reference, of course, in the 80s. Yeah, Gene Pitney, that's what he should have said. <laughs> we didn't know what he was talking about then. <laughs> Who the hell's John Wayne? <laughs> it would have been okay if the new guy hadn't started acting like Gene Pitney. <laughs> <laughs> 24 hours from Ninja! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's how we'd have got I'd away. I'd love someone to say that in a, in a film. Don't you start <laughs> acting like Gene Pitney out there. <laughs> yeah, enough of the Gene Pitney heroics. <laughs> <laughs> I know your type. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, that's... that's and then he, he placates the colonel by giving him a delicious ice cream from his uh, cart. Can I, can I read you some of Gene Pitney's albums? 
the names of them. <laughs> yeah, please do, yeah. The Many Sides of Gene Pitney was his first album. <laughs> That's a bit big-headed, isn't it? I mean, surely it's his first album. Should be an in- introducing Gene Pitney at first. As. <laughs> um, Pappy. Um, no, he's... Uh, Gene Pitney Sings Just For You. Oh, that was nice. That didn't sell very well, though, did it? Gene Pitney Sings Worldwide Winners. <laughs> Which is, of course, what WWW stands for at the beginning of websites. <laughs> yeah. uh, Blue Gene. Yep. Blue Gene Cop. Gene Pitney Meets the Fair Young Ladies of Folkland. <laughs> <laughs> that was one of my films. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you in a fucking <laughs> suit of armour. <laughs> Do you know, blue blue jean would have been brilliant if he was just wearing jeans on the front. <laughs> He's got no shirt on. Or just covered head to toe in blue paint, like the Blue Man Group. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just really cold. Or just dead in a in a fucking <laughs> in a sat, river. <laughs> just sat on the floor like Jack Torrance. <laughs> <laughs> just fishing his corpse out of the river. <laughs> uh, Dudikoff floats past Gene Pitney's Big 16 <laughs> Yeah, that's what they used to say about him Gene Italiano <laughs> Oh, mamma mia It's one for the ice cream stall Gene Pitney's Big 16 Volume 2 Nice hey, This is one for you This is Gene Pitney singing The Platters Golden Platters what the fuck does that mean? Well, the Platters were a band. Golden Plat, the Platters, Golden Platters. I'd imagine Golden Platters was their greatest hits album. So he's, he's Gene Pitney singing the Platters' greatest hits album. <laughs> yeah. Well, there we go. Why just not? A, just a sample of some of the many albums from Gene Pitney. Yeah, and uh, for those of you who don't know who Gene Pitney is, uh, oh, tough luck. Because yeah. we've just spent fucking ages talking about him. So, you know. <laughs> well, we always do, so it's fine. <laughs> it's one for the kids. <laughs> it was because, uh, I think it was Killian in uh, The Running Man looked like Gene Pitney. So, oh, yes. Uh, that's, uh, that, that's, that's where it all came from, if you're yeah, wondering. Go back him. and listen to that episode. Go on. We'll, uh, on, we'll, we'll wait. wait. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he gives the sergeant the rollerkin of his life, as we say. Gene Pitney? Yeah, the colonel says, don't get old Gene Pitney on me out there. The colonel <laughs> calls over Jackson. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, here comes Jackson. So so we've had, we've had 15 minutes, right? 15 minutes before the hero's spoken, and then another two minutes until his bloody best buddy and uh, cohort turns up. Although sometimes they do have punch-ups. Well, yes, of course they do, and they're incoming very shortly. But that's like nearly 20 minutes and still fucking nothing's happened with anything to do remotely with ninjas apart from them turning up and yeah. being in around the, the, the trees. Yeah. One sliding down trees. And sliding down trees and being shot. He calls over Jackson asking him what the hell he found out from checking the wounds of the dead soldiers. And he says this, he says, have you ever heard of Gene Pitney, sir? <laughs> and he says, of course I have. <laughs> <laughs> And he says, this looks like the work of Gene Pitney. Yeah, he's like, not again. Trained in the arts of death and destruction and cover versions of the Platter's greatest hits. And the young ladies of Folkville, or whatever the fuck it is. (laughs) 
He says, have you ever heard of ninjutsu, sir? The secret art of assassination? The colonel says, yeah, I have. I actually like the fact that he has. I mean, he doesn't, he doesn't actually prove it. No. It could just be, it could just be blowing smoke up Jackson's ass, as it were. He does say, of course I have. I like that because usually no one ever, ever heard of ninjas yeah. in these films. Somebody has to explain what the fuck they are. But yeah. uh, Jackson, not being put off with, of course I have, uh, he tells us anyway. Yeah, and he says, well, according to witness testimony and evidence, this is the work of ninjas. And that's it. And he goes, ah, fucking hell. Cut to the big suited bad guy fuck called Ortega. Yeah, I like it. I like his suit. I like his accent. Yeah. And I like the cut of his dick. <laughs> yes. He's telling the Black Star Ninja he might need to shut down the entire operation. He says, an American ninja, there's no such thing. Yes, so we get the, the first mention of ninjas at 17 minutes, and within the same minute, somebody mentions the title of the film. Superb. Excellent. Yeah, there's no such thing as an American ninja. And the Black Star Ninja says, I do not lie. I know it is death to teach the secrets to the Westerners, but I also know there was an American ninja. He says there was an American ninja too. Electric boogaloo. <laughs> yeah. Little connection there. Sam Furstenberg also directed Breakdance 2, Electric Boogaloo. Oh, brilliant. Thank you very much. It was only a matter of time before I'd get in this film. <laughs> <laughs> Ninjitsu, Electric Boogaloo. That's what he should have called it. I don't think he came back for the sequel, but I bet it would have been called Electric Boogaloo if he had. Can our film pitch be like a similar to this, a ninja with amnesia, and it's Ninjitsu? Oh, of course it can. Definitely. <laughs> Electric Boogaloo, though, as well. Yeah. Definitely. Written it down. We're in. Gene Pitney sings Ninjitsu <laughs> Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> in the style of the platters. <laughs> Golden platters. <laughs> <laughs> It sounds like a luxury dinner. Doesn't it? Gene Pitney's golden platters. Yeah. <laughs> sounds like Bernard Matthews turkey drummers or something, doesn't it? <laughs> we should we should open a restaurant called Gene Pitney's Golden Platters. <laughs> and just play that album again and again. Yeah, don't serve any food. It's just <laughs> No, no, no. We are, I can't be asked with chefs or anything. We'll just play it's that just music. It's a room. Just a room with people, tables and chairs. People sit at them. We play a record to them. And then they fuck off. <laughs> Don't do charge. Don't charge for entry or anything. Yeah, just for exit. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, an American ninja. Yeah. Why does he think he's a ninja? Just because he fucking roly polied around a bit? Uh, I think it was the arrows thing. That's what it was. That's that's how you know if someone's a ninja, because they can catch arrows. Right. Does he watch the Olympics and think everyone's a fucking ninja then? I bet you do, Ken, don't you? Nobody catches arrows at the Olympics. That's not <laughs> part of the fucking Olympics. Is it catching arrows? It should be. Is it not? I've never watched it. <laughs> it's part of the Paralympics. <laughs> <laughs> they just get wheeled into the wrong place and left there. Oh, God. The buyer arrives tomorrow. It's a multi-million dollar deal. Nothing must be left to chance. The American, get rid of him. That's what Ortega yeah. says. That, that's that's the gist of it. Uh, Joe and the daughter, they arrive in a truck. Uh, she's in love with him now after seeing him in his pants. They yeah. say goodbye. Hasn't he got big pants on? Oh, big, big undershorts. 
Yeah. You'd imagine that, like in the army, it would probably be better to keep that all packaged up neatly. Brief. But those those shorts looked, especially if you'd been in the water, mm. they were hanging very loose and dry. <laughs> which, <laughs> which is another film I was in. How's <laughs> it hanging, Ken? Very loose and dry. <laughs> loose and dry, as always, like a ninja. <laughs> I suppose you think you're some kind of hero because you brought my daughter back alive. And Joe says, no. And he says, well, good. (laughs) (laughs) Top dialogue. Good banter. Thanks, Joe. (laughs) We find out Joe's going to be court-martialed for fuck knows what, as he wasn't trying to protect the convoy, just the colonel's daughter, and the ninjas started killing everyone when when they were there. But, you know. Yeah. Four people dead. Daughter's not dead. So therefore, it was a waste of everyone's time. Daughter's not dead, and that's because of Joe, so you're getting court-martialed, Joe. Well done. I like the fact that he's got little photographs of his daughter and then a massive fuck-off photo of Reagan. Yes. (laughs) Oh, I'd like to think that every building in America had a massive photo of Ronald Reagan at this time. Didn't we say this in a recent pitch? Yeah, it was in pieces. Pieces had a picture of Reagan. They were in a fucking basement (laughs) <laughs> full of books, and they've got a full of massive picture of Reagan. It's probably the same picture as well, to be honest. Yeah, like the painting sure from it, Ghostbusters sure looks 2, like that, that size. <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm sure they're all the same photo. So I don't know whether they were distributed. I'd imagine they were. So like all government, uh, governmentally run buildings. Yeah. Just and had just a big picture of the uh, president. In Cobra. Cobra, oh, yeah, he had Cobra, one. Yeah, yeah. Cobra in it. Cobra's office. Cobra's a bloody office of all things. Yeah. I didn't even though he had an office, I thought he was a renegade maverick. But he's got an office, and he's got a big picture of fucking Reagan in it. I like it when we get his record read out, and I was thinking, oh, here we go. This is a, this is how badass our hero is. First thing he says: date of birth unknown. <laughs> I thought that's fucking weird, since as as he's in the army. But go on. Don't need that in the army. Parents unknown. <laughs> Next of kin, unknown. I was like, fucking hell. Apparently, a construction f- crew found him on an island six years ago, knocked unconscious by an explosion. Brought back to the good old US of A with amnesia. Six years ago? <laughs> yeah. It's supposed How to be fucking like. How old is he then? It's supposed to be about 10 we... years old when he. When, he... when we get the flashbacks, he's, he's already like about nine. So six years he ago. He's, so he's only 15 and he's in the army. <laughs> He looks, he looks like Dudikoff. <laughs> Fuck off. Fuck, Fuck off, Dudikoff. <laughs> Fun fact for you, Ken. Go on. Joe has more last names than the Colonel can count. <laughs> That's what the Colonel know. says. Is that what he says, or is that what yeah. the Sarge says? He's got more last say, names that... than I can count. They're all on written down on the one piece of paper he's got in his hand. And he can't so, count that much. He just can't. He refuses. He can't he's even count that He's a fucking colonel. Many. He's a colonel in the army, for God's sake, and he can't count. Yeah. Imagine that. I mean, he's like trying to size up the opposition, the enemy troops. And he's like, that's, that's probably, what, about six of them? Yeah, or more. I couldn't, I couldn't yeah. possibly count. Six, six, six or probably more than six. Then they get totally fucking killed. Well, thank fuck Joe told the daughter his first name, but they'd still be in the fucking jungle rattling them off. <laughs> He does actually only ever tell people his his name is Joe, doesn't he? Mm. They they're the ones that have written his surname on his fucking top, though. So surely somebody's written Armstrong and and sewn it into his clothing, 
and yet nobody knows his name. He went to reform school age 16 for almost killing a man. We yep, get no which... more info on that. So why was he, like, six years ago? <laughs> what was he doing six years ago? And they found him six years ago, but he's already been to reform school at the age of 16. And then six months ago in trouble again, and the judge gave him a choice. Enlist or go to jail. He couldn't go to jail, could he? Dudikoff, look at him. Yeah, be passed around like currency, wouldn't he? Exactly. Yeah, he can't be having any of that. He'd be bloody hanging loose and dry all day long. <laughs> the colonel confines him to base until they finish the investigation. He gives the sergeant strict orders on not letting Joe fuck his daughter. No ice cream at all. <laughs> until the end of the investigation. Mamma mia. Take on the Gin Arginelli ice cream piazza Italian. <laughs> That's what the Sarge says as he leaves. Random shot of Joe walking up a road for a bit. Yeah. <laughs> like uh, like fucking uh, the end of Incredible Hulk. <laughs> yeah, just fucking off up the road. Yeah. <laughs> Jackson gets the best line of the film for me now. Go on. All right, men. I know morale is low, so let's just go hit the showers. <laughs> That's what my uh, my sports teacher used to say. <laughs> <laughs> this will perk you up, lads. And me. <laughs> he was already perked, trust me. We were very, very small shorts. Joe's shunned by his platoon upon returning to the barracks. Some nerdy-looking fuck shuts Joe's locker as he's trying to take his shirt off. Yeah, he's got a big locker there, though, hasn't he? He's got like a double locker with his name on it. And that's got his full name on it as well. So somebody knows his fucking name, unless the rest of his names are on the other door. Yeah, I was going to say, that's why he's got the full locker, yeah. He's got more lockers than the colonel can count. Yeah. <laughs> that's what he says. Joe gets trash-talked about saving the colonel's daughter, and he has a flashback of an old Asian fuck showing him how to meditate. <laughs> Don't they always? I like that guy. I, yeah, like, I like the I like the uh, the Japanese guy. He's cool. I put cut back to the bad guy from Hard Ticket to Hawaii. That's what they're dressed like. Yes, yeah, they have a, b- a bad guy meeting. Yes, yeah, shows the buyers around the buyers for the the stuff they're stealing from the army. The shipment. The the bad guy that the buyer is very impressed. He says he's very impressed with literally everything he shows him. I wouldn't be too impressed at the beginning because obviously he's uh, he's just like he says. I I own all of this. He's like, well, yeah, I'd imagine so. It's your house. <laughs> he says, yeah, I know, yeah, I don't know why I told you that. He Including says, Look. these three very 80s women standing behind me. <laughs> yeah, full on bush. That's what he says. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can check that later. Part of the deal. <laughs> he says, talking of bushes, who's this little Japanese bloke hiding in a bush here? Look, it's our gardener. Now, eagle-eyed viewers... The the most eagle-eyed of all viewers may notice that that gardener is in fact... Gene <laughs> It is in fact Gene Pitney from the 1960s. <laughs> Singing a variety of pop songs. <laughs> I've put my note for when we first see that guy is, he shows the buyer a guy having a shit in a pond. <laughs> He's crouched. He is, crouched yes. in a yes. pond having a shit. That's him. And that's how you know it's the same guy. That's how you know it's Gene Pitney. In the flashback from Dudikoff, it was him. And uh, admittedly, he looks very, very different. In uh, he's, he's not got a hat on. 
<laughs> Other than that, he looks identical to how he did, but however many fucking years ago it was, but he looks identical. He does, which I Dudikoff really doesn't. enjoyed. No, Dudikoff like what was a child. Now he's a cyborg, but this guy is exactly the same as he was forever. I'd imagine he was born like this. This guy with a moustache and uh, and Japanese. Yeah, I'm sure he was born Japanese. Well. You know, that's an assumption that I'm not willing to make. Ortega says, his name is Shinyuki, and he's responsible for the beautiful landscape you see around you. I found him when I bought the estate. He was hiding in the jungle. A Japanese soldier who was unaware for many years that the war was over. He never says a word, well, hardly. But as you can see, he is truly an artist. And my note was, I hope he comes back into it, or that's a colossal waste of everyone's time. (laughs) He just says, I honestly don't give a fuck about your gardener. I'm here to buy weapons. What the (laughs) fuck are you talking about? (laughs) My note is, if I'm I'm this guy visiting, I'm thinking, why the fuck am I being shown the gardener for so long? (laughs) Get into his backstory. This gentleman (laughs) here. What the fuck about this old man having a shit? (laughs) (laughs) This man cleans my toilets. He uses his hands and a brush. <laughs> I fa- also found him in the jungle. <laughs> Cleaning toilets. He's responsible for this beautiful toilet you see. <laughs> Look at it. Anyway, onto the kitchens. <laughs> <laughs> just you may introduces... wonder where I got this shit. <laughs> it's just the same guy, just with different hats on. <laughs> on top of the other one. <laughs> just keeps telling him the same backstory. <laughs> By uh, by the end of it, he's got eight hats on. They're fucking massive. <laughs> yeah, the last hat's the chef's hat, the big tall one. Yeah, he's got that right. So, yeah, that's him. And that that's the that's the twisted backstory of it. Another laugh out loud moment because he's got a full ninja training camp in his plantation. <laughs> oh, what a great training camp it is! I've got random oiled up guy in a nappy hitting a gong. Yeah, I mean, he has, hasn't he? That's his job. They're all training, and he just hits a gong once. That's it, and then he just sits back down. He's like, did all right there. Not bad. I put next stop on the tour is the ninja, ninja training camp, camp being the main word, because it's colourful as fuck. It really is, isn't it? You know, like, they're supposed to be stealth, yeah? So you've yeah. got the black, which is the knight, knight assassin. It's, uh, you've got the white, which I'm assuming is for snow, if you're ever out there in the snow assassinating people. Yeah. Not really sure what the rest of the fucking colours would be useful for. Yeah, there's a, I put, there's a fucking orange ninja in the jungle. There is, yeah. Bright ol- orange. You've got red ninjas, you've got yellow ninjas, you've got your orange, you've got blue ninjas. Purple What the as fuck? Well. You've got bloody purple ninjas. What's all yeah. that about? Where are they blending in? Don't know. Well, I don't know. Assassinate Barney, I don't know. Well, you'd have to have taken more than one. A fucking T-Rex. Very impressive, oh. says oh, the guy wait, again. Wait, wait, wait. I've got a story for you about a T-Rex. Okay. I went to, uh, I don't know whether you'll keep this in, to be honest. <laughs> we went to uh, went to a pumpkin farm to pick pumpkins at Halloween, you know. Hopefully this will be out in November, so it's not too far back. And um, and they've, they've got dinosaurs at this pumpkin farm. I couldn't believe it. Real They've dinosaurs. A, well, I think so, yeah. They were moving wow. and shit. They've got a massive T-Rex, right? They've got a Triceratops, and they've got a couple of Velociraptors, and they've got two Jeeps that are all smashed up, and both got a, a number plate that says Dino 1, which, you know, shouldn't really have two of the same, but whatever. I'm assuming they're not real, but the dinosaurs were. And 
I was there just waiting because uh, my wife and daughter just fucked off for a bit. I was just sat there guarding the pumpkins with my life. And then this Indian family walked past and there was a little kid and the little kid just said, look, T-Rex. And the dad said, T-Rex, daddy no T-Rex. And I fucking laughed my head off. And he's like, and he's like, it is. He's like, what? Tyrannosaurus Rex? Are you sure? <laughs> I fucking laughed my head off. And I had to put my head down so I could just laugh without him seeing me laughing at him. It's just the accent. It's just the accent. <laughs> it shouldn't be funny, but it is. Especially when they're exclaiming they don't believe there's a T-Rex on view. I don't know what he thought it was, but the yeah. fact that he's fucking like four-year-old kid knows a T-Rex when he sees one and his dad doesn't. It's amazing. You're right. We're not going to be keeping that in. <laughs> Absolutely not. We get, we, get, we get bollocked for fucking having Arnie impressions. We're not letting you do an Indian accent on this, Ken. You're fucking mad if you think I'm leaving that in. T-Rex. <laughs> <laughs> fucking lunatic. Really made me laugh. Really made me laugh. And then no T-Rex. Maybe I will leave it in. <laughs> Which is one of your films. <laughs> I was only looking after pumpkins. It's alive! It's alive! It's alive! Would you laugh if you were shown around the plantation and then shown this in the back garden? <laughs> Probably, yeah. yeah. It's funny, isn't it? Like the I'd... guy says, very impressive, but I'm not sure I would say that. I'm sure I just laugh. I would. Um, it's it's very like um, Wayne's World, isn't it? Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, where there's like they're just somersaulting everywhere. What the fuck? Yeah. You got the yellow ninjas, they're synchronized tumbling. They've got a springboard that they're using. What the fuck? When's that going to be out in the open? When are you going to be like on the way to assassinations and you think, I hope there's a fucking springboard because I've been practicing my leaps? The, the, the red ninjas are doing gym class, they're on the ropes. Yeah. Black ninjas are mimicking their master's move from their cage. <laughs> the purple ninjas are playing the gauntlet game from gladiators. <laughs> Orange ninjas on the monkey bars. They are, yeah. There's one on top as well, isn't there? Hey, hey, boss, look at me. Look at me. Look how high I am. You're not looking. Wee! Wee! <laughs> I one on swing. the slide. I'm swinging. <laughs> Full-size picture of a skeleton. Don't know why that's there. No, it's fucking massive, that is. Unless it was just the angle the camera was at. It looked like a fucking 12-foot man. <laughs> yeah. Ortega says, this is my special army. <laughs> yeah, he says, yeah, you're not wrong. Special's the word. The results are quite efficient and final. Here, let, let let me have my top man kill one of his own men. <laughs> yeah, I said, That'll impress you. <laughs> As a demonstration, the head ninja from earlier beats the shit out of five red ninjas. Not sure why you would show the guy that, because it makes the other ninjas look shit. Oh, well, wait, wait till fucking American Ninja 2, mate. <laughs> <laughs> wait till we see how shit they all are after a massive build-up. But yeah, he does. He's, at one point, they all try and hit him with a stick at the same time, and he just moves out of the way, and they all hit the ground. It's like... <laughs> it's oh, better if whoops. they all hit each other, <laughs> knocked each other out. <laughs> yeah, and he's just sat with his finger on his lips going, ooh. And then just breaks some guy's neck, one of his ninja's neck. Doesn't even have to, because his man's defeated. He's defeated him already, and he just goes behind him with a stick and just snaps his neck. Yeah. And the this buyer's just like, <laughs> Fucking hell, that was unnecessary. 
Yeah, they must. It must hate like having people shown around that place because one of them knows they're going to get killed. Happens every. I'd be. Time. I'd be the one saying, oh, "Bagsy, I'm on the monkey bars." <laughs> That's what I'd be doing. I wouldn't be saying I want to fight Black Star Ninja over here. No, it's a ch- chance. Here's my time to shine. What if you won? Even worse, would it? You beat him. Yeah. Uh, the Ortega says Black Star Ninja is the only top-ranking nujitsu sensei outside of Japan. Believe me when I say this man is deeply honoured to die at his hands. Just see him getting fucking dragged away, face down in the dirt. <laughs> With his thumb up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay, ninja. Needless to say, the buyer is very impressed with everything and offers three million of whatever currency they have there. Yeah. And he says, uh, payment on delivery. He says, yeah, go on then. And uh, nobody actually says what is they're, they're delivering. He says, the one thing we wanted, you haven't even got. He's like, yeah, well, whatever. Well, the bad guy says we've got other potential buyers. So instantly the guy's like, okay, then four million. It's the guy from Birdemic. Offers him 50% off. My next note is, unfortunately, the guy from Birdemic is there and gives him 50% discount for closing the deal today. <laughs> Woohoo! Everyone God, sits around fish. and claps for half an hour. <laughs> Woo, yeah! <laughs> oh, great times. Hanging out with my family plays and they all talk about an inconvenient truth. <laughs> what a film. That was our Birdemic uh, episode, of course. Uh, you go and have a listen to that, and uh, we'll wait here. Young ladies are doing their makeup, and the brothers can't wait to hook up. Jill Scott's on the radio, and I hear somebody say hello. So Bama starts to dancing, and Grandma starts to prancing to make sure that the fellas don't try any glancing. Just hang it out, hang it out. Welcome back. <laughs> Hello again. <laughs> oh, Birdemic. Anyway. Hanging out with my ninja. <laughs> Having ourselves a party. <laughs> Black Star is in the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> and whatever his name is, is in the garden. Having a little shit. <laughs> Having a little poo. Um, <laughs> back at the army base, Joe's getting more shit. Apparently in the army, you're allowed to just stop training if it means stopping to bully another soldier. So they're all on drills, but they stop. Of course they do. It's because they see Joe looking haunted. Jackson calls him Karate Boy. Yeah, and uh, everyone says, teach him a lesson, Jackson. Uh, Joe ignores him and all the shit Jackson's saying until Jackson takes the wrench out of his hand and offers Joe to a fight. Don't push it, says Joe. And then Jackson says, I've touched something. Says a few of these things, Jackson. Uh, we get a fight where Joe uses Jackson's momentum to take him down. Big Steve would be proud. Very much so. Not Big Steve James, obviously. Steve James is not proud. He's not very happy at all. Gets very angry about it. Yeah, pours water on him, chokes him with a garden hose. He does actually say about that hose. He says, what What are you going to do with that hose? What? Which uh, is, it could be sexual innuendo if you were childish. I wrote yeah. it down because I am. Uh, and then... Joe puts a bucket on his head and points at it <laughs> and gets down on his knees. He does, yeah. And uh, they, they do the right thing. Obviously, they are all um, warriors and they follow the warrior code and they say, hit him in the fucking head while he's got a bucket on it because he won't even be able to see it coming. It'll really hurt him. 
There is someone in the crowd just shouts, hit him now, he can't see you. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, huh? Well, when he puts a bucket on his head, Jackson is cock-a-hoop. Yeah, because at first, at first I'm not sure he is. I'm, I'm thinking he's a bit like, oh, I can't hit him. He's got a bucket on his head and then immediately decides, actually, fuck it, it'd be perfect. Yeah, he uses his stick to try and hit Joe with it. Doesn't That's work, though, it. and Joe still takes him down. He does, yeah. Blocks it, doesn't he? Yeah. And Ninja doesn't need his eyes, and he can fight even with a bucket on his head. That's part of the training. And getting humiliated like this is enough for, to earn Jackson's respect. Uh, they shake hands, and they're soon best friends. He introduces himself, then, as, as Curtis Jackson. Yeah. That's his name. Imagine that, Curtis Jackson. I'm imagining it. Okay, there we go, then. I hope everyone else is. This this bucket on the head leading to becoming friends. Is Curtis Jackson not 50 Cent's real name? It is, yeah. Fucking hell. What? Ken coming out with the That's why I said facts. it. I, I thought I got it wrong because you didn't react in any fucking way. You acted, you reacted like Dudikoff. I am. I'm doing the Dudikoff. You gave me the Dudikoff and I didn't like I it. I wasn't blinking or anything. <laughs> Second time you've Dudikoffed me today. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like it. Yes. So anyway... He's called Curtis Jackson. That was my point. Weird. I think it's where he got his name from. Probably a big fan, isn't he? 50 Cent. Old Fiddy. He must be a big fan of this film, definitely. I'd imagine This is actually so. how me and, me and Ken met and became best buddies. Yeah, after having a scrap. Yeah, but you put a bucket on your head and I fell over the top of you and then that was it. Yeah. And then we just ro- rolled down a hill for 10 minutes. I have said to Ken that if him and Michael Dudikoff wish to become best buddies, I won't stand in his way. <laughs> yeah, we'd still sometimes have punch-ups. <laughs> Turns out Jackson's enough is man enough to admit when he's wrong, and soon enough the whole platoon fucking loves Joe. Yeah, One because he says, weeks. Joe's all right. Joe's all right, right, guys? And everyone goes, hooray! He had a bucket on his head. woo <laughs> That's good enough for the army. Apparently, Curtis Jackson has been instructing martial arts in the army for many years now. Yeah, they're all shit because of it. They say, you're fucking kidding me. He just lost a guy with a fucking bucket on his head. <laughs> Jackson asks him, How, who did you study with? This is that gardener. That gardener over there having a shit in a pond. <laughs> he's like fucking hell he's pretty good isn't he you feel that shit very trained <laughs> very disciplined of him uh, having a disciplined shit <laughs> he says nobody I just picked up a few things here and there in the streets down on skid row <laughs> down on skid row down on skid <laughs> <laughs> I love that guy I love it he's my favourite one <laughs> didn't even finish his sentence. <laughs> yes, it falls down a manhole or something. <laughs> That's one we'll have to cover. A little shop yeah. of horrors. Yeah. It would just be us singing, so we probably won't bother. Like, yeah, like Labyrinth. Mm. Yeah. Which <laughs> we've called Shocking, by the way. Say again? It was called Shocking, our our disassembly of the, the, the song as the world falls oh. down. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was very in-depth, very intricate. I I thought it was a beautiful rendition, but apparently not. No, everyone's a critic. Yeah, no, yeah. You know, the public always right. Over comes the sergeant saying he wants Joe in his office now. Jackson tries to cover for him on account of them being best friends, but the sergeant's (laughs) having it. They fucking are as well, aren't they? Yeah. Uh, I I laughed out loud next because we see Joe. Joe's put on bin duty. 
Jackson turns up on a fucking red motorbike, sunglasses, fucking made me laugh that did. Jackson's kind of like um, the Carl Weathers character, isn't he? Yeah, oh, I, don't, I don't know if I'd go that far. He's made, He's more like, um, well, what's his uh, name from fucking White Fire? What? What's, his, what's the black guy's name who's in White Fire? White Fire? Fred Williamson. Fred Williamson. He's more. Of, he's more of him. I think. You think? Yeah. He's not. He's not Carl Weathers. He's not in any sort of authority. Okay. If anything, that ice cream man's more like Carl Weathers. Which <laughs> <laughs> why he's put him on trash duty. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's furious. He wants, wants those rappers back. Finds out who's been Curtis licking Jackson. his ice cream. <laughs> Very good. Yeah. <laughs> Paid him fifty cents. Jackson tells Joe that Joe took out six ninjas which Joe must already know, surely. And he says, those guys aren't amateurs and neither am I. It's like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> you fucking look like one. <laughs> Jackson, what are you, why is that, why are you even saying that sentence? What are you talking about, Jackson? Unfortunately, um, six ninjas is too many for the colonel to count, which is why I didn't know about it. Yeah, that's why and he dismissed Dude, it. Dudikoff couldn't be bothered. Jackson really wants to know where Joe learned his moves. He didn't learn them on the streets because Jackson's from the streets. Name a street, Ken. Go on, name one. Um, Skid Row. Jackson's from there. Name another one. Uh, the, the streets have no names. That's true. And on those streets, they don't put buckets on their heads whilst they choke you with a garden hose. <laughs> but if they did, Jackson would have seen it. But he ain't never seen no shit like that. Not never. Yeah. Joe eventually relents and tells Jackson about him losing his memory and having his whole childhood wiped out. Yep, perfect. But Jackson isn't there just to show Joe his shiny red bike. He wants to do demonstrations with him. The guys go crazy for that stuff over here. Listening to them talk about this reminds me of Dragon Sound's plan to unite the world through their tour of each other's <laughs> through, home countries. Through songs about Taekwondo. <laughs> <laughs> They're doing a world tour of USA, Ireland, Italy, and wherever else they fucking were from. Fucking Korea. I don't like crowds, says Joe. He says, that's fine, because we wouldn't fucking get one. It's <laughs> <laughs> just two idiots dicking around with a bucket on our head. <laughs> no one would give a fuck. Yeah. It's just as it's just plot device, that's all. He says, all oh, right, okay, I understand. No, then. Still don't want to do it. Glances shared from distance between Joe and the colonel's daughter. Jackson picks up on it and teases him about it. These two are such good fucking mates, they should start a podcast about bad movies together. <laughs> That's what I think. About ninjas and and chicks. And shiny red bikes, not bicycles, motorbikes. <laughs> These two should get a tandem motorbike. Can you get them? No, of course you can't. We look fucking stupid, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> That's what the sidecar's for. Ah, we should invent that, the tandem motorbike. There's one in uh, Halloween Ends, I think. Is there? Well, no, but she was sat on the back of it that long. You might as well have been a fucking extra seat. They're just big enough for two, aren't they? You don't need a tandem. There's already two, the space for two people. Or like a triple? That'd be fucking mental. <laughs> Why don't you just buy a car? What the fuck? <laughs> it make any uh, sense. Anyway, 
cut to them touching each other's dicks and overcomes that fucking guy from earlier <laughs> telling them both that he's got a really hot date with a girl from the country club. It's Charlie with his big hair. It's Charlie and he's Blanche. He's going to be late, so he wants Jackson to run a message over to her, telling him he'll be late. Well, he does say, he's like, time is of the essence. He's got to be like in the next 30 minutes. And Jackson says he can't go. He's got a martial arts exhibition to take part in. It's like, give it a fucking rest, Jackson. We and get it. It's like, me. Jackson, no, you haven't. He's <laughs> been beaten up by Buckethead. You've got no chance of actually being taken seriously anymore. Ex-Guns N' Roses guitarist Buckethead. Yes. God's sake. Yes, him. Joe says he'll take the note despite being confined to the base. I mean, why the fuck wouldn't he? For a guy who's done nothing but twist his tits all movie. Nice. Joe decides to get dressed in his fucking full military I've finest. That. I've written that. Seen as time is of the essence, he better get his suited up and fucking tie and everything. <laughs> yeah. That's subtle, isn't it? No one will notice that he's from the base now. <laughs> exactly. Then he uses Jackson's fucking red bike. Yeah, big it's red bike. incognito, is it? He's just, yeah. It's like, you know, the ninjas are the, the stealth assassins. He's learnt only part of it. He's learnt the assassin bit, but the stealth is fucking lost on him. Doesn't understand it. How do you plan on getting off the base without the MPs catching you? Watch, says Joe. Then proceeds to drive off a ramp up and over the fence. There's no way no one would notice that. Yeah, it's a security nightmare, isn't it, that? Is that a mannequin that does the stunt? I hope so, because the head bounces off the fucking handlebars. <laughs> Max is fucking pacing, doesn't he? Yeah. <laughs> I have no saw fucking that. teeth left. I saw that when he landed. It was just like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> he proper whips his fucking face off the handlebars, doesn't he? Yeah, well, it's a fucking ridiculous jump. And uh, yeah, still, no one will notice. It doesn't even look, because it's, like, it's not like a particularly that high. It's obviously done like actually done properly but it doesn't look that impressive but the landing is so hard and he smashes his face off the thing yeah i don't know i don't know whether it was just too heavy that bike but fucking hell that's what you'd assume wouldn't it because it hits the ground and he's proper fucking booked off it well any that's why i thought it might have been a mannequin because the way it comes off but i don't know if 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 it was a real man then uh my condolences to the family yeah because he's not wearing a helmet or anything is he of course not. Then he do the cop, and he looks cool. Don't want a helmet on. Turns out this was all an elaborate plan by the colonel's daughter to get Joe there. The note from Charlie is actually him. It says, "I am trapped." <laughs> I actually didn't know what it said on my copy. I couldn't read it. It says, um, "My condolences to the stuntman's family." <laughs> we thought that would be better. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't really that impressive of a stunt anyway. So Yeah, it know. looked shit and now he's dead. That's what it says. <laughs> so no one no one truly wins. Uh, it, it says, it actually says, uh, have a have a good one. Give a one for me. Something like Lovely. that. Lovely. How romantic. Then it says, gotcha. Yeah, and that's yeah. from Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See you later, big boy. <laughs> that's what he that's what Jackson's put. And yeah. um half price on uh Vianetta is what the Sarge has written at the bottom. <laughs> well, they go for a date at the restaurant. Order what you want. It'll go on Dad's account. That's good, isn't it? He's fucking... <laughs> he's gone off base and he's fucking buying stuff on the Dad's account. <laughs> Plus, seeing as he was only supposed to be gone for like only a very, very brief second and get back before anyone notices he's gone, he's really not fucking bothered, is he? No. And didn't, didn't doesn't Jackson say to Charlie, he put some fatigues on and pretend to be Joe? Yeah. Or something along those lines. Yeah, you've got a cover for Joe. And he says, what's that going to do in my future? And he says, because if you don't, uh, you haven't got a future. 
And he goes, well, He's going to kill him if he doesn't go along with the plan. I think so. If he doesn't pretend to be a cyborg, then Curtis Jackson's going to kill him. Turns out the Sarge is also on a date. He is with Ortega. Yeah, spots Joe, tells the tells Ortega he was a sol- he was a soldier from the convoy. Yeah. Joe spots him and the daughter tells him the Sarge is a real pussycat. Yeah, but again he's the fu- she's the colonel's fucking daughter, so it's not gonna be a <laughs> dick to her, is he? <laughs> the other guy is Senor Ortega. He owns a big plantation on the other side of the island. The colonel really likes him. <laughs> really, really likes him. Arresting him is not enough. I want him dead, says Ortega. Unfortunately, they're clearly within earshot, so Joe hears everything he's just said. Well, he kind of looks like he can hear him, but unfortunately not skilled in the art of lip-reading as no, previous no, as a previous no Neil uh, Connery. film covered. <laughs> <laughs> he's got the acting chops of fucking Neil Connery. That's our episode of Special Agent 007, or whatever the fuck that one was called. Yep, go back and have a quick listen, and uh, we'll wait. It's alive! It's alive! It's alive! And we're back. Yeah, welcome. Welcome back. Little post-date kiss for Joe at the door. Who cares more about what she thinks of his bike than anything else? Oh, so I, I think it was the Sarge. Sarge and Ortega having a little kiss as they left. <laughs> They're still at the bloody restaurant looking through the dessert menu whilst the Sarge tells him his, his best his best options. Yeah, they're sharing a banana split. <laughs> Aren't they just? Lady in the tramp in the banana. Yeah, banana surprise. <laughs> she she invites him in and he says he doesn't think he should, but she says that she thinks he should. And he says, I really don't think I should, though. And she says, I think you, sh- I think you should reconsider what you think. And he says, well, I don't think I should reconsider any thinking. And she goes, ah, oh, fuck this. It's all very charming, but not so much if the roles were reversed. I don't think it'd be quite as romantic if the woman was like, no, I don't want to. And he's like, yeah, you do. It just fucking forces her inside. No, I've, I've been there. What? <laughs> For 10 years? That's our episode on... <laughs> <laughs> King of the Kickboxers there, Lauren Avondale and um, Billy Blanks. Thank you. Go and have a quick listen. I will send you to hell. To join your brother. I've been there for 10 years. Ah! Welcome back. Hello again. Sarge gives them the rollicking of their lives for being out and sends Joe to the motor pool, which I think he worked on anyway, so it makes no I've written difference. both of those facts. I've written he gives him the rollicking of his life and sends him to the motor pool like it's a punishment, even though that's where he originally fucking worked. <laughs> He gets sent to Warehouse 5. Holy shit. Warehouse 5, of all things. He's got to deliver to the docks. And Warehouse 5. Now, I don't know about you, but I know warehouses, right? And Warehouse 5 is never a good option. No. It's a fucking trap. Of course it's a trap. It's Warehouse 5. There's ninjas. Fucking ninjas always in the Warehouse 5. That's why you don't go there. Any other warehouse, all good. Three hours in and we got this is the second time as a ninja fight. (laughs) <laughs> I tell you what though they, they don't half make up for it by having lots and lots of ninjas yeah we've previously just been watching some kind of high school romantic comedy set on a fucking army base up until now but we're back with the ninjas now and we get a fight scene in the warehouse we get some sword play they're throwing fucking ninja stars <laughs> like one of them leaps from above him and as he leaps he goes ooh <laughs> and stabs his sword into a box and then is, is instantly killed. <laughs> it does no fucking use whatsoever. Really liked him. Special mention for him. 
I like the guy who's just been hiding in a box, waiting to jump out and grab him. I've got that. It's, uh, he's been Ninja, in Ninja in a Barrel by Christina Aguilera there. <laughs> in at number one. <laughs> I'm a ninja in a barrel. <laughs> yeah, he's just in there, and uh, we don't even know he's in there until the dude just stabs him with a sword through the barrel. Then he stands up and goes, and dies instantly. (laughs) (laughs) When the fuck he was going to come out? I don't know. He was was still in there. He was still in there when he was stabbed to death. When the fuck was he planning on jumping out? I think he's the same one that got shot out the tree. It was his first day back after that. (laughs) He's on light duties. Yeah, you get you get the barrel because you're not hundred percent. Yeah, you just sit back, you hide somewhere. He's chosen the barrel, <laughs> killed instantly. Yeah, I liked him. He was good. He um he throws two fucking swords. He's he, throwing he, swords. Yeah. Dude, yeah. he cuffs throwing swords at people. That's <laughs> <laughs> not that's an impossibility. Uh, Can't throw swords and then work as swords. That's a spear, not swords. They're weighted at the handle. You just hit them in. You'd hit them a bit. Ninja throwing stars someone off the roof, doesn't he? Underarm. He's yeah. underarm throwing like a child. There's a guy that tries to escape on a motorbike. Action set piece with Joe on the sidecar. See, there's your sidecar, not a tandem. Would have been better if it was a tandem, though, wouldn't it? That'd have been quicker. He was right behind him, and he just punch him in the back of the head three times. He's gone. They swap places on these in the sidecar. <laughs> it's incredible. And then and then he drives the sidecar smack bang into a truck that's coming the other way. And you think, Jesus, that would look violent. That was like John Wick style violence. But he's fucking fine. <laughs> the bloke's fine. He's not he's not injured at all. He just like falls off and goes in the water. Yeah. Fucking A team level violence. Yeah, that's, I can't believe it's an A team, this. Yeah. He's well, no, the I said the A team. <laughs> Oh, sorry. Yeah, but this is rated well. A-team a- a- yeah. rating. <laughs> I mean, he might as well just come back up out of the water and shake his fist and then go about his day. This film has an A-team certificate. It's just in the in the box and you get a little picture of the A-team in it. He's got a picture of Hannibal with a cigar in his mouth. Jo- yeah, Joe's on the bike and then the, the truck sort of runs into him. But that would just kill anyone, but not Joe, he hangs on. The bike goes under the truck, smashes to pieces, and the guy thinks he's killed him. It's uh, Indiana Jones style, isn't it? That? Ends up hiding underneath the truck. We get um we do get the obligatory uh, smash through boxes. You can't can't yeah. run that can't go on without saying that. It's the obligatory boxes in the middle of the road. There's some it's like market stalls. They're on the fucking docks. Why the hell have we got market stalls on the docks? Yeah. Unless they're just to be run through by like trucks. Again, like Wayne's World, the guys that are just there simply to just move things across the road and back again. Yeah, yeah, but sure enough, there's some boxes all stacked neatly in the middle of the fucking road. They get run through. And uh, yeah, job done. He's dead. There we go. The American Ninja is dead, ladies and gentlemen. That's it. It's finished. Thank you for tuning in this week. <laughs> See you next week. Back to Ortega's plantation. Drives him straight to the, the, the bad guy's hideout. Yeah, into the warehouse, opens the back, shows everyone the the guns that they've smuggled or whatever the fuck they're doing. That's what he was delivering, isn't it? That was his delivery. Yeah, guns. He was to go to warehouse five, and then they were to steal the weapons from him and kill him. That was the plan. Yeah, uh, Joe jumps out and into the and has a look in the back of the the truck. 
And uh, a guard walks past and spots him. Yeah, and goes, Oi, what the fuck? Pretty much, yeah. Instead of just shooting him, he just he's like, oh, hey, are you there? That's ninjas, though, isn't it, you see? That's ninjas. They're so stealthy that he gets seen instantly. <laughs> yeah. It's like later on, when he's all like geared up, he's instantly spotted. Of course he is. He's the only he's one dressed fucking... as a ninja for his start. <laughs> yeah, <in the> broad daylight. <laughs> Black ninja in a fucking standing on a rooftop. Fucking <laughs> idiot. Anyway, he manages to take out the guard, but the guard does get a shot away, which alerts everyone. Of course he see now that 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 would be that would be the ninja thing, you see. If he didn't have a machine gun, that guard, if he was ninjured, then um no one would know. So there's another bonus there of having uh, automatic weaponry. They all come into the warehouse and they see that the guard's been knocked out. So Ortega orders the door to be sealed so that no one can escape. But Joe instantly escapes just through just the roof. Escape, he escapes through the roof. That's it. It's easy. Hiding in the rafters, isn't he? He is indeed. Uh, lots of gunfiring and missing. There's a henchman in a barrel. It's incredible, actually, how many people go into barrels. Why the hell have we got so many empty barrels? I don't know. So the fucking staff can be inside them. Yeah, but you'd imagine the rest of the barrels aren't all empty. That's a huge waste of like space, isn't it? you just got loads of empty barrels and only one person's in one of them. Maybe that's a game Ortega has them all play. <laughs> Hunt the henchman. Yeah. <laughs> you have to go around stabbing one barrel each and whoever kills him wins. Wins and you get to hide in the barrel next. <laughs> it's not much of a victory, is it, that? <laughs> It's another game I wouldn't want to play on this uh, plantation. Uh, the guy having a shit in the pond from earlier shows up and helps Joe escape. I think he says, our pants will cross soon. Uh, he does, yeah. Our karmas are connected. Now go. Now fuck off. <laughs> yeah. Dude, off. He escapes into the woods running like a fucking idiot. You will know. You will know when the time is right. I like him. I like the fact that he doesn't know who the gardener is. Yeah even though he looks exactly the fucking same as the only bloke he's ever known since he was a kid. Amnesia. I mean, fuck it, he knows him. He had a fucking flashback to him. Yeah, <laughs> so he fucking knows who he is. He's the only person he does fucking know. And yet he doesn't nope. recognise him, even though he looks exactly the fucking same. Anyway, whatever. He escapes into the woods, makes it back to the base, and is arrested instantly. Yeah, and Ortega calls the sergeant uh, for an immediate ice cream delivery. Jackson heads off to fight Joe's corner, saying a mistake's been made. He gets told to go piss up a rope by everyone. Yeah. So ends up run- running off to cry to Patricia, the fucking daughter. Colonel's not having it. Yeah, they both go to the colonel. He also tells him to fuck off. Yeah, he's just like, I'm fucking having this. Got a picture of fucking Reagan to look at. Ortega, meanwhile, he orders the Black Star Ninja to go and kill him. Yeah, so they, they invade the base. Is it just him that invades? Just one man? You got, they one they cut the power, don't they? Cut the power in the brig. No, there's more than yeah. one, isn't there? I thought it was is just it? him. Is it? Black Star Ninja, strictly solo. Fucking hell. Yeah, nice fight scene with him and a few of the guards when he gets in there. I think there's like three or four guards that he takes out. That's pretty good. Knows he's shit, this ninja. I, I tell you what, though. he's, uh, <laughs> he's uh, Joe's like in a little, little church. He makes a little church and steeple with his hands, doesn't he? Whilst he's locked mm. away. Mm-hmm which is his little ninja shit. That looks very, very complicated, doesn't it, that? Yeah, not for Joe, though. Well, it's not for Joe, but have you, have you tried that? No. I fucking did. I, I used to try this when I was a kid, man. This is like this is in the rest of the films as well. 
This is like in the, in all of the the franchise, they do that with their hands. It's really fucking tri- difficult. I could never do it. Could never do it at re- all. Can't even remember what it is. It's it looks. It's like you know with the here is the church, here is the steeple. Yeah. That kind of bullshit. Yeah, but it's like uh, more complicated. It's like tying his hands loud? up in knots. He doesn't say it. No, he he does. Like, it's ninja fucking meditation. Yeah. So anyway, back to the the. the... Black Star Ninja, he's beating up all the fucking armed guards. Hasn't he got a massive ladder? He does. It is a big ladder, isn't it, that? It's fucking enormous, that ladder. How's he sneaking that through? He manages it. Imagine, imagine him running from the plantation with a fucking ladder that size on his back. <laughs> like the fucking um, Buster Keaton or something. <laughs> be Charlie Chaplin. You'd be tired out, wouldn't you? You wouldn't even get there. You'd be like, fuck this, man. There's Maybe the thing there's where he turns to speak to Ortega, knocks one of the guards out, turns the other way, knocks another one out. <laughs> what? Huh? Yeah, you'd think maybe there's a ladder there. I'll just leave this one, and hopefully there'll be one there when I get there. Or maybe just a smaller ladder. Yeah, it doesn't need it. it, it, to be it, it it's yeah. too big, isn't it? And maybe he's mis, mis like overestimated the size of the brig. Mm. He thought it'd be like a tower, you know, like a fairy tale. But instead, it's just a tiny little fucking <laughs> shack. It's like saving a princess. <laughs> That's what he thought. That's what he yeah. signed up for when he became a ninja. Thought he would be the hero. Never read the small print. Well, I mean, in 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 their own minds, they are the heroes, aren't they? Well, no. Oh, they're assassins, aren't they? Assassins oh, right. for hire. That's quite the opposite, surely, of being a hero. Anyway, Joe jumps around <laughs> a bit. <laughs> okay. Yeah, he, um, he, he kills a couple of them. He gets the padlock off. He throws a smoke bomb, and then he stabs some pillows. Mm. Yeah, he does the classic hide the pillows in the bed routine. It Make always like he's works, even against ninjas. Yeah, nobody knows what's real human and what's pillow. It's just, we, we're just not we're not wired that way. We can't tell. Joe escapes by hiding and doing the old um, like jumping around a bit. Yeah. Black Star Ninja's distracted by another guard entering with a pistol and Joe gets the hell out of there and the Black Star Ninja kills the guard. I've got some stupid running. I've put stupid running from the ninja. He does do yeah, he does a little tiny footstep run, doesn't he? Yeah. Which is always good to see. I like those. I like the sidestep ninja run. Which again is difficult. There's a good one in one of the films that we've watched where there's loads of them on the bridge and they're all doing it. Is that Ninja Terminator? Yeah, Ninja Terminator is brilliant for that. There's there's the ninja squad as well where they do it. They do it down like rooftops and stuff. It's fucking unbelievably shit. Brilliant. (laughs) They have a fight in the parking lot. Lots of rolling around on top of cars. Get some weapon work. Black Star Ninja has the upper hand. He's about to kill him when a jeep turns up with a spotlight. Distracts him. Joe manages to escape. Black Star Ninja throws a throw-in star. Shuriken at the soldier. Kills him. Off he goes. Disappears into the night. Yeah. His face. That's Shuriken. Yeah. The man with it in his face. Good Lord above. Uh, Joe grabs Jackson, saying he needs his help. He's still hiding out, and Jackson's off to do another demonstration, probably. Tells him about the ninjas and that the Sarge is in on it. Jackson rightly says, why don't we just tell the colonel? But Joe says, no, no, no. There isn't enough time. You do not understand. You don't understand how this works. We don't just do that. This is fair enough, sorry. We haven't got enough time. I've got to catch Ortega before he leaves. I'm thinking, where the fuck's he leaving to? And how does he know he's leaving? Exactly. Ortega doesn't fucking go anywhere. He's in sleeping bed, I think, actually. 
No, he owns everything he sees. He needs Jackson to go grab a Jeep, meet back up with him at the motor pool in half an hour. I don't know what Joe's doing for half an hour whilst Jackson's getting the Jeep. Probably putting his full uniform on, isn't he? Making himself look nice. Well, Jackson does come back with the Jeep and Patricia as well, which tells me to never trust Jackson with any sort of plan ever. Yeah, it was it was certainly not in the plan, was it, to bring the daughter with you? He doesn't say that at all. He just says, bring a Jeep. And he comes yeah. back with the Jeep and the daughter. That's Jackson. And Patricia ends up talking him out of it and they end up going to see the colonel anyway. Yeah. She says, if, if I mean anything to you, you'll go and see my father, says Jackson. <laughs> Joe says, no, but we will go and see the colonel. And we so cut to that very enough. scene. And I could be wrong, but I think this colonel will probably believe him. 100%. He says, and you expect me to believe this cock and bull story? Oh, oh okay. Maybe not then. That does surprise me. I thought you'd believe that. Yeah, well, it turns out, turns out, viewers, that he's in listeners. on it. Yeah, and listeners. Viewers, listeners, guardians. Someone watching you right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm not alone in this room. <laughs> Ken's just doing a seance. <laughs> as long as I close the door before I leave. Patricia manages to talk her dad into following up on it, and he makes a phone call. He says, hello? Are you are you a bad man? No? Okay, thank you. Bye. See? He tells them they'll sort this out now. And straight away, the military police turn up with a sergeant and they arrest Joe for manslaughter. Yep. With ice cream. Colonel tells Patricia Joe killed a soldier escaping the stockade and that he, was, he has previous. A criminal record longer than his list of last names. <laughs> yeah, which he cannot count. Patricia's horrified at how many last names he has and asks Joe <laughs> if it's true. <laughs> Joe says, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the end of that scene. <laughs> I put, stay, staying on brand, Joe says, absolutely fucking nothing. And then <laughs> I laughed out loud because he dives headfirst out the fucking window. <laughs> you're <laughs> he right. Anything, I, it just, just turns and jumps. You're right, yeah. I, I built him up to be more human than, uh, than he is. So you're right. He doesn't react in any way other than to smash through a window. I love that. He just says nothing. His face is totally... Blank. <laughs> he just turns and head first through a window. Brilliant. And then somersaults to freedom. Hurrah! Fucks off in a jeep pursued by the police and the sarge. I believe. Uh, I believe he shouts "fucking bastard" at this point. The sarge. Bastard. <laughs> Instead of uh, ice cream. Bastard. Nice shot of Jackson kicking a rifle out of the soldier's hands, then apologising for it instantly. Yeah, because he's still a bit of a comedy character. Get a car chase with the Sarge shooting at him. Sarge gets so angry, he throws the fucking guy driving out the Jeep. Takes over. <laughs> it does, yeah. So the Sarge has now killed a man, you would assume. I'm going to assume he's dead, because yeah, they were driving at quite high speed, weren't they? Mm. So I'm going to assume he's dead. So the sergeant has now killed a member of the army uh, in trying to chase another member of the army. Yeah, and shooting at him. Yeah, but you'll all be okay. Joe ends up ramming the Sarge off the road and he slowly drives down a hill into a small tree and blows <laughs> I've written, up. I've written, slowly down a hill into a small tree and explodes immediately. <laughs> <laughs> God, our notes are similar. I could not believe how slow it goes down that fucking hill. <laughs> it does, doesn't it? You expected it to at least career off a cliff or something. Yeah. But or no, like it just slowly, slowly meanders down a hill 
hits a very small tree and then just bursts into an explosion of flame. Brilliant. Meanwhile, Ortega turns up the colonel's house and the colonel says, I thought this, you said this operation was foolproof. And as they go inside, Ortega looks back at his car and we see that the Black Star Ninja's there. The colonel, by the way, the colonel's got a picture of John Wayne on his wall. That's Gene Pitney. <laughs> what, Gene Pitney's got a picture of John Wayne? John Wayne's got that? a picture He's, of Gene Pitney. Are you still Googling him? Yeah. You've been told not to do that, by the way. They both had pictures of each other, didn't they? John Wayne and Gene Pitney. Yeah, John Wayne would carry a photo of Gene Pitney around in his wallet. And the actual Gene Pitney on his back. <laughs> <laughs> Onward, John Wayne. <laughs> that was one of his um, albums. You didn't read that one out. <laughs> yeah. Riding on the back of John Wayne. Onward John uh... Wayne's a great name for an album, by the way. If anyone wants to (laughs) make an album, call it that. It's one of the few we haven't done. (laughs) Onward John Wayne. (laughs) Yeah! (laughs) Yeah! Yeah, so the Black Star Ninja's there. Somehow the colonel knows the sergeant's dead, I've written. Despite it only just happening. He says that the sergeant's dead. And it's gone too far now. Too many people know. Yeah, except nobody knows, because the only person who did know is dead. <laughs> the Black Star Ninja breaks into Patricia's bedroom and knocks her out. I thought he killed her at first. It'd be good if he did, sadly not. Uh, not really sure what they're talking about downstairs, because the colonel's just standing with his arse to the camera, with his trousers stuck right up there. Very distracting. <laughs> don't know what the hell they're saying. No, I don't know. I think it's something about um, wedgies. Oh, nice. Potato wedgies with some <laughs> some dip. Dick? <laughs> Potato wedgies with some dick, yeah. Delicious. <laughs> <laughs> that's your kind of dinner, huh? Side order a dick. That's, that's what you'd have ordered at the restaurant. Gene <laughs> oh, Pitney's golden fucking what dick. Was it, platters. Oh, yeah. Gene <laughs> Pitney's golden dick. That's one of these albums. That's what I'd have ordered. <laughs> Just a big battered dick. <laughs> Delicious. It's, anyway. It's, it's, it's why we're not in the restaurant business, everyone. Serving battered dick, yeah, probably. <laughs> Isn't that an old Victorian dessert? <laughs> we're attaching Gene Pitney's name to it. <laughs> For reasons not quite certain. Uh, Ortega says they're shipping the guns out tomorrow. And he stands to make four million on the deal. And if the colonel backs out, he'll let his daughter know. The colonel punches Ortega to the ground and tells him they won't be shipping anything out. And he will personally make sure it's all returned. Ortega leaves, telling him he's making a very big mistake. Big mistake. He gets back in the car, sees the Black Star Ninja in the back, and Patricia's there as well, knocked out, and they drive off. Joe, meanwhile, is beating up nameless henchmen on Ortega. I think he's, is he on the plantation again? Yeah, he's on the roof. He, um... He kicks and then stamps on a man's dick. Yeah. That's not very ninja-like, is it? Don't know. Well, no, it's not. Nindixu. <laughs> Isn't that what they shouted at the end of Bloodsport? I think so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's uh, it's not. It's, it's not a very honourable way to fight. Kicking someone in the dick? Probably not. Yeah, and then stamping on it. That's like the Richard Lynch way of fighting. 
Nobody wants that. The shitting gardener turns up again mid-action scene to invite Joe for tea, and he fucking goes as well. He does, and uh, has a really long flashback, thus ruining the entire tea. I'm just sitting there in a daze whilst he flashbacks to when he was, what, six? Nine. I've got his age six. Oh, no, I'm just saying no in German. Oh, right, stop that. He tells Joe that he is the one that taught him everything he knows. What are the chances of that? Joe enlisting in the army, being stationed out in the Philippines, and his old mentor's out there having a shit in someone's garden. (laughs) What are the odds? Yeah, and he remembers Joe, even though he only knew him when he was six. And now he recognises him as fucking Dudikoff. Worked for the bad guy for years, never seemed to have a problem with it until Joe showed up. Yeah, just here doing the gardening, shitting in ponds. He found this kid, we don't know where, taught him the art of ninjutsu, and then just went to be a fucking gardener. Is yeah, that, is that fu- what you're telling me? And then fucked off to be a gardener in the Philippines. Jesus Christ, that shit. Without knowing the war had finished. Cut to Joe remembering being six, which consisted of climbing a tree with his little arse out and hugging his mentor who's wearing tiny shorts. Yep, very, very small, aren't they? My note is it's an odd time to slow the film down for this shit. Yeah, uh, fortunately, the explosion the explosion separates us uh, and then just in time for the final lesson. And then we go through ninja weapons, ninja magic, uh, follow the Bushido code. Yeah, hand gestures. Yeah, gives him all of that. Does his little fucking, this is the church, this is the steeple, all that business. I like in the flashback, the the construction workers using a detonator like he's an old-timey fucking blowing the railroad tracks up in the Old West. Yeah, just going, woo-hoo-hoo-hoo, clicking his heels together. You do seem like with blow darts and shit as well, don't you? Fucking about with coconuts. Told you. Blow darts. It's the ninja way. I know that we always need a master and pupil scene in these things, but they've left it. It's like 10 minutes till the end and they decide to have this scene now. It's because... I, I, I fuck knows. I don't know why. Cut to the next day. We, we do, yeah, we, we do get these flashbacks in the later films as well. Do we? Jeez. Yes, we do. Cut to the next day and the deal taking place. Joe turns up with his ninja shit, is instantly spotted and shot at. Ortega brings out Patricia... And tells Joe to surrender. Joe shouts, let the girl go! (laughs) Now, if you haven't already gone back and listened to our King of the Kickboxers episode, now would be the time to go and do it. We'll just wait. It's alive! It's alive! It's alive! Welcome back. Hello. Ortega, he orders all of his ninjas. How come, right? How come? When we leave the gardener's house, you've seen where he fucking lives. No. Yeah. He was just there. Joe was just there with him. How come nobody on that plantation has any fucking idea that that's how he's living? Mm. He's got like a luxurious fucking ninja dojo. And nobody knows. (laughs) He's just a gardener, but he's got all of that fucking going on on the the plantation, which means it's owned by somebody else. And no one's ever gone there. He keeps such beautiful landscapes. He can have that. It's fine. (laughs) They ignore his way of life. Yeah. Which is the secret art of ninja. <laughs> in his spare time when he's not keeping the garden. <laughs> when he's not shitting in a pond, he's uh, allowed to do what he wants. <laughs> Fair enough. Ortega orders all of his ninjas to kill him. Uh, Joe, not not himself. <laughs> they don't manage it, though, thanks to the help from his master, who rocks up in a red skirt. Yeah, we we also get... Um, when, when the chopper arrives with the buyer, uh, we do get the exclamation of the American ninja. Yes. And there he is 
obviously. Forward flipping. Harry Hoop. Yeah, full kitted out, mask on, all that sort of stuff. He is wearing a red sash, uh, incidentally, so we actually know which one he fucking is. Because, yeah, that's why he's got the skirt on. Yeah, otherwise uh, we wouldn't have no idea and we would just hope that it was the right people being killed. And they would also just kill each other, I would assume. Because mm. they they wouldn't know who the hell was who. <laughs> yeah, which would have been even more stealthy. It would have been even more stealthy if he was just dressed as all of them. Well, not all of them. Obviously, just as one of them. And, uh... <laughs> just did loads of multicoloured <laughs> ninja outfits. He's like a rainbow ninja. <laughs> it's topical. It's topical, and I think he would be embraced by the modern world. <laughs> the rainbow but, ninja. Yeah, maybe. You know, I'm putting that down as well for the pitch. But he would. Um, yeah, he's like. Um, he's wearing the red sash. There's some smoke bombing. Obviously, we do some forward flipping. We do some smoke bombing. I've written down twingers, which, <laughs> which is double ninja for those uh, un, unassuming. Of the way of the ninja, it's a twinger. There's two of them. The film pitch. (laughs) I'm thinking Devito and Arnie. (laughs) I'm not a ninja. (laughs) Not a ninja. I was just looking for Danny Devito. And then you'd have to do a Danny Devito impression. Um, Hi everybody, (laughs) Danny (laughs) Devito. (laughs) Something like that, I think. Anyway, the Twingers, yes, they have a fight. The they old ninja. Indeed. Old ninja keeps fucking vanishing. What the hell's going on with that? Bloody magic. I know. It's ninja magic that he was talking about. I know, yeah. Annoying though, isn't it? Well, the Black Star Ninja throws a knife at Joe and the master disappears and reappears instantly. I'm not sure. It doesn't look like that's... That, that looked like he just appeared. He didn't realise what was happening. So he took that knife by accident. <laughs> it wasn't to like... Same yeah, he was, Joe, he, was, he was just dicking about, vanishing and reappearing. Yeah. And he's the wrong place, wrong time. He appears just at the time for his master to take the fucking knife straight in the chest. Yeah. Is he dead? That was him dying, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jackson comes in as well now. It looks lost, to be honest, for Joe. Ninja Joe. Yeah, he's uh, you know, his his master's just been knifed in the bloody chest. He's there, outmanned, outgunned, but fortunately, here comes Jackson, and yeah, he brings a little bit of help with him, doesn't he, by smashing through the uh, the gates in a massive armored truck with a machine yeah, gun. He's fully oiled up, by the way. He is no. Has he got no shirt? Uh, I don't think he has. Yeah, put bandana on. Yeah, sunglasses. That adds to it, of course. If he'd uh, if he'd have had a a shirt and he wasn't oiled up, he would have been very very low in impact. But because he yeah. has, he's uh, he's maximum maximum impact. He's cock a hoop on the back of that thing, just mowing down innocent people for all we know. Yeah, and it's the fucking army. The yeah. fucking army have turned up. Yeah, he put the whole army with him. <laughs> what we get is we get. We get ninja drums, and and everyone everyone as, uh, attempts the assault course. <laughs> <laughs> so I've written as well. What, what else would you do if you're under attack by the army? You'd have a quick go on the assault course before you fought back. Yeah, and of course they're doing the, the rope climb together for some reason. Like, yeah. why the fuck would they climb the rope? Who who's decided what we need now is drums? So instead of everybody trying to like defeat the the enemy, let's have a few people on the drums. Everybody else do the assault course. Go. 
But it's an exciting scene. I'll give them that. It's just ridiculous. They're doing the, they're going through the gladiator style thing. It's like, why would you? Why don't you just run round it? You don't need to run through it. Why don't you just, just run alongside everybody? It. Exactly. You've got fucking machine guns. Just kill everyone. If the Black Star Ninja is running through that assault course, why doesn't Joe just run alongside it? You don't need to follow him into it. He's not going anywhere. <laughs> You fucking idiot. And if he climbs up that rope to get to the top, he has to come down. Like, why is Joe following him on the on the rope next to him? Oh, God. It's like Hot Shots Part Deux, you know, when the two women have go through the assault course. It's like that. Ridiculous. I've got, I've got Jackson fighting Bargain Bolo. He does, yeah. Big titty Bolo. Yeah, the Bargain off, Basement yeah. Bolo Young that he brought in. Everyone gets a fight scene is what I've put. Yeah, very good too. Enjoyed that. Yeah. Ortega's buyers decide to fuck off, but Ortega kills them instead, which is fair enough. <laughs> Just shoots <laughs> yeah. him in the back. There's a claw gloved ninja. There's a yeah. there's a fucking flamethrower from the wrist. There is, he's got a load of How's that powered? Out. How's he powering <laughs> that? Where's the gas uh, for that? Nobody knows any of this. See, this is why machine gun would have been fucking makes sense, wouldn't it? Fucking flamethrower flame from his wrist. That doesn't make sense. <laughs> <laughs> Can't keep that just there forever in case. It's like they've all got one. <laughs> We've got he's the, only one, who's fucking, on he's the only one who's fucking used it. So well, have they all got one and just forgotten? Yeah. Uh, what else happens next? So yeah, kills, kills the buyer because he's like, you know what? This is ridiculous. There's fucking ninjas doing the assault course over there. There's fucking a guy over there with sunglasses on and oiled up fighting Bolo Young. Yeah. I'm out of got, here. Yeah. Bad guys are shooting other bad guys. They're not bothered anymore. He's, There's that uh, old guy we saw shitting earlier. He's dead on the floor over there. Yeah. You've got ninjas drawing their swords, looking angry, and then just being shot dead. <laughs> You got the Black Star Ninja. He's got a, he's got a fucking gun in his glove. <laughs> what the fuck that was? Honestly, it's like there's nothing they haven't got. These ninjas, They're so well armed, it's unbelievable. I tell you what, they don't have. They don't have a hair dryer shoe. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, that was our film pitch at the end of uh, OK Connery episode. Uh, just <laughs> okay, uh, go ahead and go ahead and listen. And uh, we'll wait. Cocoon. The many adventures of Jettison Cocoon and all of his useful gadgets. That's it. Leading a wooden boy. <laughs> Literally just a wooden boy. And the rest of them homemade by himself. <laughs> just about his fucking daily routine, making it easier. But not at all. Anyway, if you're back, if you're back from listening to that pitch, um, <laughs> we've still got fucking ninjas. How big would his shoe have to be? <laughs> be fucking massive. How big's these these ninjas' gloves? These would be like uh, like boxing gloves. He's got a yeah, fucking gun in his glove. Why didn't he just carry a gun? <laughs> why has he got a flamethrower in his glove? Why, why doesn't he just get, why doesn't he just have a gun? Yeah, makes more sense. All of it makes more sense. Uh, Joe ends Yo, up killing the Black Star Ninja anyway. Yeah, well, well, that's fucking hell. Way to way to undersell that scene. <laughs> well, have a Colonel... sword fight in the very water his master used to shit in. The bloody colonel's dead. Don't forget oh, yeah. the colonel's been shot dead by Who's glove like gun, it? ninja glove gun. Then he's there's a ninja on the rooftop. Then there's the line, "Wait for the ninjas," and then they've got fucking laser beams. 
You've got ninjas with lasers now. What the hell? What kind of technology are we working with of these ninjas? And yet their chosen weapon is still a sword and fucking bow and arrow and a bloody blow dart. <laughs> They've got laser beams, guns and flamethrowers, but they only use those if they really have to. Yeah, right at the end here. Unbelievable. Anyway, we get a sword fight in a fountain, which is always yes. good. Turds floating by. Yeah, you can see he's just like that. Sorry. There's a flashback. Yep. Flashback of his master having a shit in the fountain. Joe ends up killing him anyway, stabs him in the gut. Yeah, he just sort of slashes his uh, his gut, wins, and that's it. Crocs on ninja's dead. <laughs> jumps onto the chopper. Yeah, Ortega takes off in the chopper, takes Patricia with him, obviously. Joe jumps onto the um, the rails at the bottom there, just hanging off them. I put Ortega inexplicably exits the helicopter and stands on the rails to try and shoot at Joe. <laughs> he does, doesn't he? <laughs> Why the fuck would you do that? Because you're a loose cannon bad guy. Jackson's on the ground, gets himself a bazooka from the, the cargo, the stolen cargo. The way the next bit's shot, I thought Joe climbed around the side of the chopper, opened the door and punched Patricia in the face. <laughs> I, I like nearly spat had. my drink out when I was watching it, because it looked to me, because of the way it looks, it looks like he's opened the door, Patricia looks at him, and then he just punches her, but he doesn't, he punches across her and hits the Ortega. Wouldn't it be good, though, if he did, just to spare her the, the difficulty of like, processing all of this? And he grabs Patricia, and they jump onto a crash mat on the roof of Ortega's house. Yep, I've, I've written they leap onto a very, very padded roof. Nice of Ortega to pad his roof like that. Well, he owns all of this, and if there's one thing he'll always do is pad his roofs. With Joe and Patricia clear, Jackson blows the fucking helicopter up with a bazooka. Yep, damn right he does. Another one for our friends at Exploding Helicopter. Yes, that's got to be on the bloody radar. There's no way I've not seen this. He throws Patricia down into the arms of Jackson, who's waiting for who doesn't notice, and she just falls. <laughs> yeah, who's looking the other way? She's dead. <laughs> she face plants. Fortunately, no one misses her because her dad's dead. So, you know, who cares? Yeah, she doesn't seem that bothered either about him dying. Or does she even does she know? I can't remember. Uh, don't know. I don't think she ever knows. Uh, we get the hero pose as he removes his mask. Yeah, it's Joe. It's Joe Armstrong without expression. Yeah, absolutely no expression on his face at all. He could be standing there watching the fucking microwave for all we know. Like, there's literally nothing on his face. Uh, wide angle of the chaos at the plantation, dead bodies and shit. It's quite a lot of explanation, isn't it, really, that's going to be required. It's alive! It's alive! It's alive! So that was the first American Ninja film. Ken, what are your thoughts? I really enjoyed it. I've um, I've I've enjoyed this for years. Mm. Uh, I, I, I'm, gu- <laughs> I'm guessing from your hmm reaction, you're not a, not a fan. Um, well, honestly, have you, have you watched this before, or is this the first time? No, I'd seen it before on your recommendation years ago. And this is the second time I've watched it. It's absolutely ridiculous, isn't it? To be fair. <laughs> Dudikoff, it's woeful an actor in this. God damn it, Dudikoff. <laughs> Dudikoff is not is not a good actor at all. No. I mean, even like, you know, when you think, oh, well, maybe you'll settle into it in the sequel. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, he doesn't. He settles into it so, so little that he doesn't even fucking turn up for the second sequel. 
And then when he turns up for part four, you just think, oh, oh great, he's back. <laughs> yeah, I thought like the Black Star Ninja and all of his mates, they're all, I mean, the Black Star Ninja's okay, but the, the rest of the ninjas are just gunned down. Like, they haven't got a chance. They are against the army after all. <laughs> That's why they should have guns. I'm telling you, they'd be fucking brilliant. The love interest is fucking annoying. Yep. The plot makes no sense at all. But it's bloody trying to do a deal. We don't know why anyone's doing anything. We don't know why the colonel's involved, Why what he's gaining from it. Just a rid- ridiculously unnecessary addition having also the colonel in on it. No, that, okay, I, I agree with that. I don't know why he's got anything to do with it. Yeah. That's fair enough. Do you need fucking four bad guys? The Sarge, the colonel... Ortega and the Black Star Ninja. I think the Sarge would have been enough. I think the Sarge yeah. undermining the Colonel would have been fine. Yeah, not the Colonel as well. Because then also if the Colonel's in on it, that beginning bit makes no sense. Why would he attend his daughter knowing the convoy is going to be attacked? It could be the ultimate alibi. I suppose so. but It's still a bit elaborate because who's going to investigate it other than him? Yeah, that's true. So he doesn't really need a fucking alibi, does he? No. Exactly. Because <laughs> it's him that would be looking at it and going, hmm, that's a bit weird. Yeah. <laughs> you say, I suspect myself, so I must give myself an alibi. <laughs> Ridiculous. It's probably me. No one knows who Joe is. He's got no background at all, yet he's in the army. Yeah, and he's just turned up. I don't even know how he got there. Nobody seems yeah. to know how he got there. He's just the, there with a butterfly exactly the, knife. Yeah, which he never uses, does he, for the whole film? He's just using it at the beginning there. Uh, yeah, just just going up, <laughs> doing the old butterfly knife shit. Yeah. Did you ever? Do you have one of them? I had one butterfly knife. I did not know. I did. Yeah, I did had you one. Do all that was, shit. Uh, yep, that's why I haven't got enough fingers anymore. <laughs> yes, you got no. all those uh, rips in your jeans. <laughs> That's me, Gene Spitney. Um, Gene <laughs> <this>, Splitney. <laughs> two for one. There's um, there's very little point actually in having a butterfly knife. I don't, I don't know what the the point of that is. It's like, uh, yeah, it looks pretty cool, but it takes a while, doesn't it? Mm. If you're fucking around with it on all that time, we just have a mm. like a flick knife. Also, like the master thing, it's like, what's the point? He's just tending the garden for most of it. He doesn't remember him, even though it's the only flashback he ever has. Yeah, and he looks identical to it in the flashback and in now. Yeah. Dudikoff doesn't, so how the fuck he recognises him? I don't know. The explosions and the stunts and stuff are all fucking terrible. Apart from that motorbike jump where a man died. Where <laughs> a man fucking snaps his own neck on the handlebars. <laughs> of the Apart from bike. that, which is lots of fun. Yeah. I haven't seen a stunt that dangerous since White Fire when that guy just fucking blows himself up. White Fire? So is this film bad enough to go into the bad movie court, Ken? That's what we want to know. Um, I think it probably is. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's got to be, hasn't it? It's 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 a balance, isn't it? Really, on ninja films, because you don't really want them to be too serious. No, but at the same time, you don't want to be. I don't, then again, I don't know if you do want them to be too ridiculous. 
I think maybe you do. That's why Ninja. That's why, like you, you mentioned Ninja Terminator and the, I mentioned Ninja Squad, and all of the Godfrey Ho ones with Richard Harrison. I mean, they are absolutely top level garbage ninja films, and they are mm-hmm. so much fun at being yeah. shit. Yeah, that they are brilliant for that. Just the little additions, and I mean, we'll probably obviously get round to covering the Richard Harrison ones, but just the addition of like a Garfield phone stuff like that is just absolutely <laughs> ridiculous in those films. They were like tin foil fucking ninja outfits, and they've all got a headband with ninja written on it. And like he'll walk into a room and instantly know there's someone in his house. That sort of like oh that's yeah, and rubbish. and it's instantly great. also be changed into his ninja outfit. But I will say, at least Richard Harrison can act. I mean. Dudikoff, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'll tell you what, it, it comes to something if you are if you are putting Dudikoff below Richard Harrison in convincing ninja film acting. You've got to though, haven't you? I think you probably have. I think you're right. I'm not I'm not disputing it, but putting it out there, it just it seems a very odd conversation. He's somehow less expressive out of the ninja outfit than he is in it. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen that before, and I don't think I'll see it again. <laughs> She's kind of just as the blue steel sort of furrowed brow look, and that's it, smouldering look. That's his. That's his entire acting prowess. I mean, I um, I do like ninja films. I'm a big, big fan of ninja films. I remember the uh, the Franco Nero films as well, the uh, Show Kasugi films. I I love all of them. Um, oh, yeah, Django. <laughs> Yeah, that was it. Yeah, Shokasugi as Django. <laughs> <laughs> that was him, yeah. Um, so like Tarantino, Tarantino get, if he gets hold of that, fuck, you know, <laughs> the bastard. Uh, I have arguments with my son about Tarantino. Quite right, too. Yeah, he likes him. I keep telling him he's wrong. <laughs> yeah, get him to draw him. <laughs> Shut up, man. He'll listen to this. Still traumatized. I've um, but at the same time, that you can get good films. So you know, uh, Scott Adkins did a couple of ninja films as well. Um, yeah, uh, cleverly named Ninja and uh, Ninja Two. Is that the whole title. What cleverly named Ninja? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Imagine that. He was just like really clever. Yeah, he's wearing yeah. like glasses. He's got. <laughs> That's how I used to be with my ninja. <laughs> I remember, yeah. Yeah, meet me <laughs> as a ninja, on. but with just glasses on. <laughs> so it was. I'd be no good at bloody stealth assassins if I didn't have my glasses on. I'd be killing <laughs> willy-nilly. You'd just be attacking a tree or something. Yeah. You have no idea what you're I'd doing. I'd just be falling off roofs. I'd just be fucking rubbish. You used to wear your, your ninja outfit around the house, didn't you? <laughs> I did, yeah. Yes. <laughs> For those of you lucky enough to be friends with me on Facebook, you can find that. It's in a whole album called Ninja at Home. That's uh, <laughs> where I photographed myself doing various household chores dressed as a ninja. Did you, you went home once and your partner at the time came into the room and you were just sitting there in your ninja outfit. Yeah, I was watching a ninja film and I was dressed as a ninja whilst watching it, yeah. It just adds to the realism. The enjoyment of it is enhanced. I think you should try it. I think you should all try it. Um, <laughs> she didn't say a damn thing. 
just walks, <laughs> just walks straight past me, which um, I think, if, if anything, shows the stealth that I was operating on. <laughs> she didn't even notice. Didn't even know you were there. She didn't even know I was there. She thought I just left the TV on and gone out. Just, just saw a beer hovering in the, in midair. <laughs> yeah, and a beard. <laughs> you had your beard out. <laughs> You had the mask over your eyes. <laughs> I couldn't see. I missed the whole film. <laughs> Just yeah, a bottle of water you could drink. Yeah, it was awful. <laughs> so is this getting in the bad movie cult then? We yes, it, it is. Yeah, yes, I, th- I think so. I think it is, but it's it's a lot, a lot of fun. It's got to be. I don't, I don't think anyone can argue it is bad, but yeah, it's, it's I fun. Agree. It's enjoyable. American Ninja, you are welcomed into the bad movie cult. Dudikoff on your first appearance straight in. We will be covering the others, by the way. I'm not saying we're going to cover them all, but we've definitely we've definitely got part two in the bank. Yeah, absolutely. I have. I've, I've written me notes already for part two. Watched it recently. <laughs> Enjoyed the shit out of that. <laughs> yeah. So if you hated this episode, tough luck, you're getting another one. Yes, you are. <laughs> yeah. So good luck. Speaking of good luck, should we get onto the film pitch? That's an incredibly pointless uh, segue, yes. It's alive! It's alive! It's alive! What have you got for me then, Ken? Well, only going on what you've said during that episode, I've got Ninjits Who, <laughs> which is the uh, amnesiac ninja. Yeah. Um, I can't remember anything else that we said. Twin... Twinger. Twingers. Twingers. So we... <laughs> So, so either we just incorporate them all into one, or we go and with one of these. Who the amnesiac yeah. ninja? So which one? We which one do you, do you want? Uh, Bear in mind, if we do American Ninja Two, we'll have the other one already uh, already locked in. Right. Uh, if we do Twingers, can we have Twingers Two? <laughs> Twingers Two with Eddie Murphy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. In that case, we'd have to have it Twin Jits 2. Twin Jit 2. Oh, that's good too. No, we can't keep saying 2, okay? <laughs> I'm going to say, if you if you mean also, add as well at the end. Otherwise, that's I'm just going to keep, putting, also. I'm just gonna keep well. putting the number 2 on the end of things. <laughs> and I've been told off for that in the past. <laughs> <laughs> Should we that's, do... why no, that's why no one goes in the bath after me. <laughs> you are the master from American Ninja. Should we do Ninja 2? Go on then. Amnesiac Ninja. Yeah. That could be the sub subheading. Yeah. Yeah? Just just so it's obvious. Otherwise people will be like, oh, you spot that wrong. Plus the word ninjits is it's not a word. <laughs> so we have to have ninja in, so if people search ninja films, this will still come up. That's mm-hmm. what we need. Okay, we're in. Okay. Who've we got? So, so we need we need the, a star to play the amnesiac ninja. Yes, Tom Hanks as a fucking ninja. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's not played one, has he? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> Al Pacino. <laughs> he's not overly acrobatic, is he? <laughs> Oh, it's stuntman, isn't it? Stuntman when he's in the in the costume, just for, like they do with Richard Harrison. He's fucking tiny. <laughs> and that was Richard Harrison. You bloody, you blasphemous fuck. 
Gus is like 90 years old now, isn't he, Al Pacino? Yeah. Okay, so not Al Pacino. Steve Martin. <laughs> He's always been 70, so we can't have him. <laughs> um, God, not him either. Um, Michael Keaton. <sighs> no. There's got to be there's got to be some youngsters. Who's um who's Robert Patterson? Nearly. <laughs> he can't be a ninja, he's Batman. I was gonna say I watched a bit of Batman, actually, last night. The Batman. Yeah, if you say watched, anything, it's dark I as fuck, isn't it? That I watched film. it in Polish. Oh, great. So not not only did I not see anything, I didn't fucking understand a word. <laughs> Thankfully nobody spoke. I only watched it for an hour, nobody said anything. That's what I mean. Yeah. Even he's out in broad daylight at one point in that film, and it's dark as fuck. You can't see anything. It looks a bit like a pedo as well when he's not got his uh, suit on. Uh, emo, emo Bruce Wayne. No, pedo Bruce Wayne. I thought. Oh. I thought he looked. Uh, he looked all right in the suit because it's all padded. Like I, I could be fucking Batman if I put a suit on like that. Not mm. with the American football like pads, isn't it? Does he have a beard, Batman? Of course he doesn't. Big old bushy beard sticking out the fucking <laughs> the mouth bit. That's not the uh, obvious, wouldn't it? Uh, all right, Ken, what are you doing in that Batman outfit? He's like, ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry, to, sorry to hear about your parents, Ken. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, ah, oh, fucking hell. <laughs> um, okay, so not, not Patterson. We can't, we can't do Scott again. We do no, we, we can't. Time. We can't keep going for Scott, which is why I've not mentioned him. Um, can't keep going Radcliffe either, because that's my immediate thought. I did think Radcliffe earlier when you said young, because that's the only yeah. young actor I know. Uh, Culkin? Macaulay Culkin? Yeah, he's young, isn't he? He's, I think so, yeah. He's only a he's kid. Do, he's due a, he's due a re- reboot, isn't he? Should we have him? Yeah, why not? Better than Fred Savage. <laughs> yeah, let's go Macaulay Culkin. Macaulay Culkin as the amnesiac ninja. <laughs> nice one. He's in. How old's Macaulay Culkin? Twelve. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. Got to be about twelve by now, hasn't he? He's still pretty he cute. 12, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. He, he looked 12. him up. Yeah, he is, isn't he? Yeah. I thought well, that was a good him, guess. Just a good up. guess. No? Yeah. Okay. So Macaulay Culkin is a twelve-year-old ninja who can't remember shit. Yeah, he's uh, he's found in the forest after an explosion. It's very close, isn't it? It's very close to the <laughs> film we've covered. Oh yeah, that's where I got the idea from. Is he created in a lab? The perfect ninja. No, he can't be a good guy if he's been created in a lab. Oh, he's uh, he's like RoboCop, but he's ninja. Yeah. So he, he's been killed as a ninja, and they brought him back as another robotic ninja. Who who have who's they? The um the secret agency of ninjas. Ninjas. Yeah. Who's in charge of the agency? Carl Weathers. Yes, of course he is. He's fucking in charge of everything. Yeah. And it's, it's like the he's that's the good side. Obviously, because there is also a bad side. But it was somebody that um, they fired for mm. um, bombing, <laughs> bombing dead ninjas. 
<laughs> one of your films. <laughs> yeah, tag along, going to break into the market. <laughs> what was he? What was he uh, sacked for then? Um, because he was he was killing Mole. them on purpose. Oh. Why? For his own tests. What tests? He was trying to create um, the the first Robo Ninja. Yeah. Hang on, there is a, there's a fucking film called Robo Ninja. Robot Ninja. Of course there is. It's follow, it's, in fact, it's the same plot. Shit. We're just rewriting a film that exists. Oh. Not starring Macaulay Culkin, though, so we'll forget about that. So ignore all that. We'll just crack on like it's our own idea. Excellent. Okay, so... So this, this is a film about a robotic ninja, but it's called... Ninjitsu. <laughs> yeah, because he doesn't know who he is. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Or he's not robotic. He's just been brought back from the dead. He's, he's not got any extra powers other than just being a normal ninja. But he did die on the operating table. They brought him back. But in doing so, they had to use the defibrillator on his head. Why? And he, he lost memory. Uh, because they were untrained. Isn't it enough for him to die and there's brain damage, which is why he's not forgot. He didn't have to use it on his head. Well, I can't just have brain damage. You're gonna be like, who's the fucking surgeon, Clint Howard? <laughs> yes. Oh, well, that explains it then. Have we got a name for the ninja? Has he got like a normal like? He's not, or does he not know his name even? He only knows his first name, which is John. Great. He's got more more last names than I can count. Ah, uh, of course, yes. So, who's the bad guy in all this? Um, I don't know. Uh, he's he's the one that's. Is this like secret test? Secret testing. He escapes, and then they send a ninja out to kill him because he's not supposed to be out because it's a illegal. He's it's a bit like Universal Soldier, that sort of thing. Oh, well, yeah. well, Carl Weathers sends somebody out to kill his own man. Well, maybe Carl Weathers is the 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 cop on the on the case. So he's not in charge. So it's actually a, a crooked head of. Yeah. The military. Played by... Um, John Lithgow. Yes, perfect. He's in. I'm just thinking of when we had fucking... Um, oh, fucking hell, what's his name? Hello, everybody. <laughs> Richard Dreyfus. <laughs> we had Richard Dreyfus in. The only pitch he's in is he just falls through the fucking ceiling or something. <laughs> <laughs> Um, that was uh, that was our episode of uh, Invasion USA, everyone. Uh, the film pitch was Action Christmas. Ah, yes, of course. <laughs> go go yeah, have a quick listen. <laughs> we'll wait. <laughs> anyway, yeah, so John Lithgow sends out an assassin, ninja assassin, to kill Macaulay Culkin because he's like a a test ninja thing, but he's lost his memory. Yes. He's like a prototype... <laughs> Half man, half robot, all ninja. Yeah, hundred percent ninja, thirty percent beef. Yeah, absolutely. So, who could be the assassin ninja that's after him? Rory Culkin. Nice. We going for it? Yep. He's um, seven years old. Yes, I believe so. <laughs> are we having them as children? They're the age they are now. Macaulay that's Culkin's a... 12 and Rory Culkin's... And Rory Culkin's probably about seven. Yeah, so whatever age they are now. And uh, Carl Weathers 
is the cop that's sort of protecting Macaulay Culkin while he gets his memory back. Yeah, done. There we go. That's the end. <laughs> <laughs> is that yes. it? Are we done? I think so. Again, we, we pens run out, so I can't write anymore. So you know, I, I, I think we have to. I can't keep making notes. I think that's a, that's a it's a good idea for a film. You've got Macaulay Culkin as an amnesiac ninja, dead on the operating table, uh, comes back to life. John Lithgow sends out Rory Culkin to kill him. Mm. Carl Weathers not happy. Finds out what the fuck's going on. Yeah, tries to protect Macaulay Culkin whilst he's relearning all of his ninja skills. And in the end, he does remember. Fucking saves the day. Yeah, not sure what day it is, but... He saves, saves it. it. He saves it. Yeah. And uh, everyone has a big parade. Oh, that's nice. Or could that be the day he saves? What, parade day? Yeah. You know, in, in America, they have, like, parade day. Oh, yeah. Where everybody goes out on a, on a parade. Oh, oh, yeah, I know those yeah. well. And there's Everyone like, goes and stands and watches parades. Yeah, and there's like floats, isn't there? And and people people like look at them and go whoop, whooping. Arnold Schwarzenegger dressed as Turbo Man. And a hollering, yeah, yeah, he's he's there. Sinbad on the rooftop. Of course he is. So um, uh, that, that that's the day he saves parade day. Perfect. Yeah, and uh, there's like balloons and shit, and uh, the ninjas all live in harmony, and Carl Weathers, big smile. Hands on his hips and puts a big thumb, thumbs up to the camera. Do you have end. a musical number to end it? I think so. What should we go for? American Ninja. Sung by Gene Pitney. Yes. Get him in. Yeah. So you get on the phone to Gene Pitney, Ken, and I'll end this episode. To be honest, he's, he's I've been on the phone to him all the episode. He keeps oh. saying, mention me again. So I have oh. been. I don't even know if Excellent. he's still alive. Well, you find out, and I'll say thank you, everybody, for listening to this episode of the Bad Movie Cult Podcast. Thank you to my co-host, Kenby Wild. Thank you very much. What did you guys think to American Ninja? Let us know. American Ninja! We're on all social medias. We've got a website. You can email us, badmoviecult at gmail.com. Ratings, please. Reviews. Whatever you think of the podcast, let us know. <laughs> Yeah, preferably nice, if you, if you could be. Update just in, Gene Pitney yeah. dies April 5th, 2006. Oh, who you been on the phone to, then? I don't know. Gene Wilder. Hang on a minute. <laughs> just had an update. <laughs> See you next week, everybody. Yeah, rest in peace, Jeans. Yeah, I like it. I like his suit. I like his accent. And I like the cut of his dick.